Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Ah, crap. You know, what a way to start with a mistake. Go ahead. Take two. If it wasn't for people writing in to complain without fail, we wouldn't have Rick Stacy's hate mail. All right, here we go. We got our hate mail. I encourage you to send more. It's very popular uh, Rick segment. feels like we're not doing something correct if we don't get hate mail. Well, I do. I mean, a hate mail is a sign if you make you have traction, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so um, here's the hate mail. Uh, it wasn't Dear Anybody. It was just a comment on one of our uh, threads. I don't know which one. Was it? Why do you always pick on Smokestack? He's so smart and cool. Well, you know, every day we put up, <laughs> here's what's coming up on the show today, and it was just on that thread. All right. <clears throat> this is uh, pertaining to, uh, I, I don't think he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. So here's how it starts. The $4 million to charter a plane to bring U.S. citizens home from Israel came from Florida emergency funds, not in caps, out of anyone's individual pocket. What's his name? Uh, Isaac. Isaac. Isaac, you're not listening very close. I never said DeSantis paid for that out of his own pocket. That was never said. I said that Corey Mills got 72 Americans out of Israel. He did indeed pay it out of his own pocket. So you're wrong. And I'll read you that in just a second. Here's the next sentence. U.S. citizens were stranded in Israel because commercial airlines canceled flights, not because they were being held there. Nobody said they were being held there. I never said that. Neither did Jill. Smoke, I don't know. May have whispered it under his breath. I have no idea. I didn't hear him say it either. The people were there, for the most part, capable of paying for their own flights. Okay. Far less expensive and more efficient for the government to move them from Israel to a country where they could get a normal commercial flight than to bring them all uh, the way back. Far more folks were served. Okay, no. Is that in regarding to when we said they were brought to Greece? Yes, okay. there were, I think. I don't know. I have to guess what this guy's uh, you know, talking about here because he doesn't specify. But yeah, they were brought to Greece, but they were left stranded there. Uh, they tried to contact the State Department. DeSantis said it, and they'd got no results. And that's what happened there. So I don't know where you're going with this, but let's keep going. As happens in so many cases when a tragedy, we demand immediate reporting about what happened. And often the actual cause is not known for some time. Gaza has not made a habit of... Gaza has not made a habit of bombing themselves? Okay, Gaza is an area. It's not a person or a terrorist group, okay, Isaac? Um, They're not the ones who have a habit of bombing themselves. The ones who have a habit of bombing themselves are Hamas, the terrorists, and the other terrorist group, which is called Islamic Jihad, small terrorist group. They make bombs out of plumbing, garbage, And they fail a lot. 43% of them end up failing. That's what happened in Gaza at that hospital. By the way, the bomb never hit the hospital. That was a lie. So we told the truth. All other media was lying for about two or three days. They're still lying in some respect. And we'll play that for you later. So there you go. Count two, Isaac. 
Let's see. Gaza has not made a habit of bombing themselves, and over the last 10 days, Israel has been legitimately, practically carpet bombing Gaza. True. The finger was pointed at Israel. Until more evidence was gathered over a couple of days, it was not determined that there was a 99% probability that it was an Islamic Jihad missile that went bad and landed in the parking lot of the hospital instead of Israel. You said why, that. Why don't you consider waiting to report news until you have reliable information? We're the first ones and only ones that said it. Isaac, what is Is this guy stoned? Well, also, what happens is... And, and, Sometimes it's not on purpose with news stories as you as you report the information you have, and then a couple of days go by, and sometimes you're like, oh, that's not really what happened. It's unfolded now, so here's what really happened, and then you go and back and you correct yourself, and you go, okay, it turns out that's not what happened. This is what happened, which is what we did. I remember. Yeah, because again, like I was saying yesterday, it's unless you're there looking at it with your eyes, right. everything is secondhand. All right. Well, Isaac, uh, the bailiff has something for you. Make sure that you do not appear here again. <laughs> bailiff, whack his pee-pee. There you go. <laughs> pee-pee, wow. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> I got to get that. <laughs> now, the guy who did pay to bring Americans home, 77 of them, was Corey Mills. He's been at the diner. Great guy. Great guy. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying, whenever we talk about Corey Mills, a lot of people were saying that if for some reason... DeSantis does wind up being president of the United States. Let's say he does get the nomination and he does leave Florida and we need a governor. Everyone was like, Corey Mills. Corey Mills is a terrific guy. I mean, really. Uh, Mills, a Florida Republican, told News Nation that in the past two days, he and his team is able to rescue 77 Americans on planes headed back to the States. He says, now here, this is for Isaac. Quote now. I don't care if you're Israeli-American, Palestinian-American. If you're American, I'm willing to get you home and I'm willing to do what's right. It's according to Corey Mills speaking to Cuomo. And uh, here's the other quote that you should be interested in, Isaac. If I can get 77 people out of my own, get 77 people out on my own, on my own dime, then how is it that the full might of the U.S. government can't? And she's right about that. So Mm -hmm. bite me. Uh, Here's another turn of events. This is amazing. Remember Brian Stelter, George Costanza on CNN? Little chubby guy. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. Always wrong about everything. (laughs) Isaac would love that guy. Uh, Squirrely voice, squirrely eyes, um, beady eyes, beady. What's his name? Beady little eyes. Brian Stelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Stelter on CNN was fired. Uh, I don't know, just fired because they were firing everybody. And then he went over to, was he going to, no, he didn't go to News Nation, did he? It doesn't matter. Anyway, he's doing his podcast or whatever yesterday. No, it's Cuomo. This is a guy that wouldn't... What? Cuomo, I think, went to News Nation. Yeah, Cuomo did go to News Nation. You're right. Uh, so anyway, Brian Stelter got on his podcast or wherever he was yesterday, spoke to the American people, and said something that is so unstelter-like. I mean, this is insane that I actually have to say he's right about this, which is the first time ever, and it's been years. So the former CNN fat guy with the beady eyes got on there and said this about the media, which I've been saying all along. There is no defense here. This was an atrocious uh, series of mistakes by many different major newsrooms all around the same time on Tuesday. And unfortunately, I don't think there's been enough follow up or accountability to make sure it doesn't happen again. When the stakes are highest, it seems the standards were the lowest and it should be the opposite. Yep. You hear what he's saying? Now, on Tuesday, we fell for it, too, because every single network, ABC, NBC, CBS, all reported that 500 people died because a hospital was struck by a missile from Israel. Mm -hmm. 
New York Times did it. They th- changed the headline three times in the next eight hours. First it was Israel, then it was a blast, then it was, you know, in the parking lot. They finally told the truth after the third try. CBS Evening News, Thursday night, last night, Evening News, still lying about it. The scale of the devastation here is hard to fathom. As those with missing loved ones try to make sense of it all. This woman says, Dad, Mom, please answer me. This sounds like bad dinner theater, doesn't it? Yeah. Landed on a little thick. What? Said he's landed on kind of thick. Of course, they always do that. The aftermath of the massive explosions at the Al Ahli Hospital is still a smoking wreck. What should have been a safe haven has turned into a living nightmare. Okay. Listen to me. There's no wreck. The hospital is untouched. There's no flaming wreck. This is CBS News. Well, we need ratings. So the, where are they getting these quotes from these people from? A, a, I'm Hamas. It's on, oh. We, that's where we go. Guess where we go for the casualty numbers in this war? Where do you think? We, we don't call it. Who do we call? We call Hamas. Why are we referring we're, to the... I don't know don't, why we're going to the terrorist for the source. I don't know either. But the thing is, is that when you hear this stuff about, um, you know, uh, we killed four of their leaders. You know who's giving us that information? Who? Hamas. We're getting it from Hamas spokespeople. These people in the evening news, I'm telling you, they're crazy. Uh, Let me give you a little more Brian Stelter. I don't know why reporters went with those huge reports of of, of deaths, hundreds of alleged deaths, when it had only been 30 or 60 minutes since the explosion. Common sense would indicate that we didn't know yet how many people might have died. War is already hell. It should not be made worse by misreporting. But I fear that on Tuesday, the media made a bad situation worse. They actually did harm as opposed to trying to do the opposite. I'm listening to a guy who's far left CNN tell me that the media is lying to us. And that's got to make an impression on somebody. Yeah. Somebody's convinced that ah, they're just a bunch of DJs on that sunny station. They should be playing Duran Duran instead of talking politics. DJs. Where's the retraction? Where's the, hey, we're sorry we misrepresented. We got new information that says that this is the way it went. No apology for this. We left our home to come here, this woman says. We thought it would be safe, but then we got bombed. The Anglican church, which runs the hospital, has said it was struck before by an Israeli rocket just four days earlier, injuring four members of staff. Speaking to CBS News, Fadl Naim, a doctor at Al-Ahli, says Israel's army sent a warning to evacuate the facility less than 48 hours before that explosion. None of that happened. They got their information from the terror group Mm -hmm. that wants people to side with them and the Palestinians that support them. You get it? Now, I want you to know, I just looked it up just to see if anything was corrected. The number one story, this is Google, so take it with a grain of salt because, you know, they got their agenda too, is the CNN story from yesterday that says deadly blast at Gaza Hospital on Tuesday provided another devastating reminder about war and then NBC News two days ago was the second one that says Gaza Hospital blast likely to have killed hundreds. No. And both of those are false? Both of them are false. Only 10 to 50 uh, perished. The missile hit the parking lot. We have complete coverage evidence of what really happened. And they have pictures of like Dead bodies laying everywhere. Oh, is that oh, from a different an, area? Uh, well, here's I mean, another one. 
uh, the media is using, and so is politicians using pictures. You got to you got to do a reverse search on Google. This is what you can do. You can actually do this, and you'll see that what we're talking about. Oh, the image search. You see images like of dead bodies, or you see a building crushed. There's a building, a hospital. Uh, that's blown up somewhere right. from tw- to 2013. Okay. That image is making is making the rounds and they're saying, oh, that's the Israel hospital. It's not. If you do a reverse search, you'll see it's a, a Getty image from 2013. What? No, it's crazy. Now, it gets even better. This is, this is why I lose my mind every day. Rashida Tlaib, uh-huh. who's in Congress. She was elected. Can't with her. She's an enemy of the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's out there. She got a briefing in the morning as to what actually happened. They told her the hospital was not targeted, hit, and 500 people did not die, including babies, in the hospital they claim was hit by a missile from Israel. She knew that fact and she still did this at 2 p.m. in the afternoon in front of a bunch of crazy people. People think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. Why is she fake crying? Who thought it was okay? She needs to be arrested for inciting violence. She needs to be arrested. I'm serious. Isn't she the one that thought 9-11 was no big deal? Uh, that was... She it, was like, because um, on one day no, some was, people did... No, it was her. Was it her or Elian Omar who said uh, something oh, happened sometime? Yeah, it was Elian Omar, you're right. Yeah, piece of crap. Anyway. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody, you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. So she's fake they crying? I can cry. I can cry. We all can cry. I don't know. I no don't one's know. telling her not to cry. Though. She's lying. She's. I she mean, she just got the inf- the real information, yeah. and she still went forward with false information. Yep. That that's called inciting violence. It's against the law. If one of those people in that crowd goes out and bombs a Seven Eleven or a, a synagogue or goes out and does something, she's the one responsible. Yeah, but for is it. she calling for violence in that? She didn't. Oh God, you're 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 a psycho. No, I, no I'm, I'm saying from a legal standpoint. Yes, they can. They if can do it. If you're going to Look, a crowd that's already riled up, dude, they're trying to get Donald Trump on January 6th for saying go peacefully protest. Dude, they're still arresting people for January 6th. Meanwhile, October 17th was a big thing that happened in the Capitol building. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, that's what I'm saying. All right. I think what people are saying, what they expect is, if you're going to go in front of a crowd that is already kind of on fire. Yeah. You don't go out there and you escalate it with false information. You try to de-escalate it and make them feel better with actual facts, but that's not what she was doing. Is no one afraid to look dumb anymore by saying No, they didn't know because you know what? A lot of people buy it. We're, we, we're in it here in this broadcast. We're in it. We, we're, we're looking up the real information. We're trying to get you the best information quicker than anybody else without you know putting non-factual information on the air, but uh, most media is not telling... Turn on the TV this morning. Leave us on in the background and turn on, pick a station. They don't say anything about anything anymore. Th- this whole thing, this is like, the, this is a major event happening in our world today. And if you look at Channel 35, the most important thing they're doing this morning is there's a dog that got bitten by another dog and they spent 10 minutes on that. Oh, did you see that though? Oh my gosh. <laughs> So here's another one. I, um, I'm piling on this morning because it's just, it's almost like watching a movie. President Biden announced that the U.S., this was uh, while he was in Israel the other day, uh, announced that the U.S. would send $100 million in humanitarian aid to Gaza and the West Bank. That's, 
the idea is great, and it's a it's a very compassionate thought. If he even has that, I don't think so. But I, it's a political, in my estimation, it's a political move. Look at me. Is that to help the innocent civilians? To help the innocent civilians in Gaza. Okay, Mike Allen is a special assistant, was a special assistant to Bush 43. He's the former majority staff director to House Permanent House Committee on Intel. And... He says what I immediately thought. What do you immediately think when you hear him giving $100 million to Gaza? What do you mean, what do I think? I think it's there to help the aid of the people that got yeah, caught in the crossfire. Where the is it going to end up? Here's Mike. Oh, it's- We have to be very careful if Biden goes through with this because I think Hamas dominates the Gaza Strip. Yeah. They will figure out ways to control the humanitarian assistance and meet it out themselves because that's their strategy. They want to be the caretakers of the people. They want to keep their people down and unhappy so that they're resentful and willing to attack Israel. So we need to be very careful if indeed this goes forward. And our president is going to send them money. Is he that naive? He's 81 years old. You'd think he would have learned something along the way. Did we freeze the $6 billion? That's what they tell us. That's what they tell us. I'm, I feel like that got swept under the rug and because, we never heard about it again. Because I don't think they can, but of course they're not going to tell us that. But here's no. Biden saying that uh, about the aid. If Hamas confiscates it or doesn't let it get through, or just confiscates it, then it's going to end. Because we're not going to be sending any humanitarian aid. Okay, so well, you're going to send them a hundred million. Let me get this right. What he just said. Okay. You're going to send them a hundred million if they steal it. If Hamas, the terrorist organization, takes the money and doesn't give it to the people, the Palestinians that need it, just the people who are trying to live their lives. That's it. We're not going to send any more. It's a freaking hundred million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This guy's lost his mind. Hamas will take the money and turn it into guns immediately. It makes no sense. And let's keep that that radio clip there, because I believe we'll have to try to keep Biden to it. Can you imagine, even if we had a dead to rights on video, I still think Biden would find a reason to not cancel the humanitarian assistance going in, because that's sort of his record. He's more along the lines of, I can get people to cooperate with me through carrots, but that doesn't work with terrorist organizations. It doesn't work with state sponsors of terror. And so I think we got to hold his feet to the fire. <laughs> okay. I think his feet are numb. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't know how much feelings in those. Yeah. Okay. I. By the way, no house speaker. We'll get to that in just a second. <sighs> um, Brightline. That's the train from here to Miami, you know? It's uh, privately owned. It's not Sunrail. It's the real fast one, yeah? Yeah. Just opened up. I haven't up been the, on it yet. I just heard about it. It used to go from West Palm, well, it went from West Palm to Miami for since 2017, I think. I'm not sure of the timeline. No, it's less than that. It's only two and a half, two, two years. Well, it's a couple years old, but then it stopped from COVID for a couple of years. And oh, then okay. It, and then it started back up, I think, in 21. Yeah, now it comes here. Um, they had their launch like two weeks ago. I mean, it's you know, hey, if uh, if you want to relax, you don't want to drive, you want to get on a train and right. have a few drinky drinks and go down to Miami. It's wonderful. It's nice, very comfortable. I, I mean, New Jersey Transit, and I rode that forever. And Amtrak, I used to drive ride between New York and Washington almost every day. The Acela, so I get it. That's a nice option to have. However, um, this doesn't. I don't think this happens. Maybe I'm incorrect. I'll check it later. But. Uh, well, let me get to this one incident first. A woman was hit and killed by a Brightline train in Brevard County yesterday, 2.45 p.m. near Aurora Road in Melbourne. Now, oh. I understand this was a suicide. I believe so. 
Okay. We're used to freight trains. This new opening of the Bright Line, which is great in all its but I think it was pushed too fast. Sherry Connors lives near the intersection and says she's observed the increase in the number of trains passing through since the opening of Brightline's Orlando station. The last I heard, they said it was gonna be 16 trips down there, back. They run every half hour. That is way more than 16. Yeah, so um, they consider this one a suicide. And uh, that, you know, suicide by train is not uncommon. However, while we were looking up the story, Jill did some investigating. Well, I just wanted to, because I don't know much about it. So I had to go do research because I didn't want to sound like a dodo bird. But it's uh, apparently when they started back up in 2021, uh, they had, because you said go look up at how many people have been killed by Brightline. Because I was trying to compare it to... um, Sunrail, because we always do a Sunrail. So I know Sunrail has a count, actually, of acts, incidents, they, they call t- it. I think they took that website down when it got up to 49 deaths, right? Yeah, yeah, it was somewhere around there. And so, you have it in front of you, I can't remember what so, it is. What so, is it, 30? Yeah, it's 30 pedestrians killed in less than 20 months. Uh, by the Brightline? Yeah, by Brightline, yeah, by Brightline. So I'm thinking, okay, and I, I'm including Sunrail on this. If, if 30 people, if every... 30 divided by 24, so one and a half person uh, a month. So if two people were killed by a plane flying low into OIA every month, would there be a little uproar? Would there, I mean, you're there, remember, I don't know if you remember, if you were here long enough, you remember when they used to serve hot dogs, the girl in the bikini at Frontage Road there by the airport? What? Because that was at the end of the runway. You would go there and watch the planes land, have a oh, stare right. at the- We used to have a lot more bikini stuff happening. Yeah, <laughs> you stare at the girl in the bikini serving the hot dogs. She's legendary. He was there for years. Yeah, and then they closed the, what was the car wash over by uh, Full oh, Sail yeah, on the, Summer yeah, There used to be, yeah, bikini, bikini car wash. The bikini car wash is yeah. gone now too. Where's yeah, all the bikini well, they, stuff? Because after, uh, after 9-11, they closed that whole area and you can't sit there anymore and stare at the bikini lady while the planes land. In between the planes landing, you would stare at the lady with the bikini, maybe mm-hmm. get a hot dog and see the way she picked it up in her hands and we got you. Okay. Anyway, so uh, yeah, they did away with all that. So I'm thinking uh, that was for security purposes, but could you imagine if it was still there and every, I don't know, every few weeks, the landing gear would hit somebody who was getting a hot dog and kill them. Wouldn't there be an uproar? So I have a question because I don't know much about the way this works, is it because of the placement of where the tracks are? Is that what the issue is? Or, or? like bright lines of... I'm not an engineer. I mean, it's a Miami train. I figured it's a little bit busier down there. Their number's going to be higher. Well, I, I'm not an engineer, but in Northeast Corridor, New York and New Jersey, and some of New Jersey's not like this, but when you get to the mid-Jersey area all the way up to New York City, the tracks are isolated from anything. They don't go through roads. They don't, there's no- well, that's how Sunrail is. There's no crossing guard. No, Sunrail is, is freight line. It goes through millions of streets where, it go, where it's going. It goes, it has gates. In New mm-hmm. York, there's no gate because the train tracks are isolated from the public completely. Unless you climb a bridge or climb over Bob fence. Oh, I see what you're fence. saying. I thought you meant they go nowhere. No, because no. I mean, that goes over, like, from Sand Lake. I mean, it crosses all those east-west cross streets that goes up along Orange Avenue. Pine Lock, Michigan, it, like, goes over all that stuff. And then uh, crosses back over I mean, Orange Avenue. It goes over by Ivanhoe or Virginia right there. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, even in the Northeast Corridor, when you get past a certain point in New Jersey, it goes back to the streets because... 
Trains are very expensive to maintain. It's very expensive to lay tracks. So you use freight lines that exist already and you refurbish them and you put the train on there. And those freight lines happen to go through towns that used to not be there when the train track was laid. Gotcha. See, so they use those tracks and yes, and they go through towns and people get smushed and that's what happens. Well, that's not just pedestrian deaths. That's people trying to beat the train too, which I don't uh, yeah, know. Yeah, no, but keep the, doing that. Exactly. It's suicide, pedestrians with. AirPods and, and collisions in, with cars, stuff, stuff like that. Cars trying to get through, but at the same time, where the train tracks are isolated, even that doesn't happen, right? So, but it's just amazing that, that I just the number surprised me. I I didn't know. Are you going to do the Sunrail story? What is it that you told me yesterday? Those stats were unbelievable. Oh yeah, what was that thing you sent us? Oh okay, Here. that was okay. intense. I didn't realize uh, how much of a boondoggle mind. we were in. We joke about it, saying that how it doesn't make money and how it's just nothing but a tax money suck, and it's. Unbelievable. Do you need it? Because I think I got have. it right here. Okay. Amazing how fast that federal grant ran out. Whoa. Adam Andrzejewski or something like that from uh-huh. the OpenTheBooks.com. They do research on a lot of uh, financial uh, activities in government and private industry, between government and private industry. The old pork report? Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what it is. And every uh, 10 years, uh, he's figured out that the taxpayer will be paying a half a billion dollars a year to operate SunRail. SunRail mm. operates currently. Currently at a loss of $43 million a year, down what? from $50 million last year. That's a lot. Now, here's some facts that I've always said, but I'm going to say it again. There has never been a profitable passenger railroad profitable passenger railroad in the United States. Amtrak and commuter lines like Metro North, that's the LR, L, LRR, uh, operate at enormous losses to the public. That's right. The deficits are paid for by taxpayers. My mm-hmm. property taxes went up 20% last year and went up another 15% this year. Holy cow. It's insane what's going on in Volusia County. And you know what? I think they're looking into the, they're going to have to be picking Seminole, Orange, Volusia, and I believe Brevard are going to have to be paying, I don't know if it's Brevard, for the cost of SunRail. It'll never make a profit. They can't even cover the expense of printing the tickets. And if they really priced it, the tickets, at a point where they could actually pay for SunRail from the profits, they would have to charge you $75 to go from DeBarry to Lake Mary. What? Yeah. Well, this is a million-dollar boondoggle project down in Orlando. Tickets to ride this system cost between 2 and $5. It's really cheap to ride it. But nobody wants to ride it, Angela. The mayor says in order for this system just to break even, the ticket price would have to go up to 25 or 30 bucks a ride. Then for sure, no one would ride it. And so every 10 years... This thing's costing taxpayers a half billion dollars a year. That was two years ago, what you just heard and what I'm telling you. Now it's costing much more. The tickets are 7 to $12, but it would have to be $75 to ride SunRail. In order to make money. For, to, to make a profit, to pay for the train, because they're extremely expensive to operate. Now, now, now wait, let me finish, because you get this is the part that just kills me, is that even though this is going on, and even though we're going to have to pay the bill for this enormous loss of money, now they're going to extend it to DeLand. That's finally went through. It's going to an area of the land where there's nothing but squirrels. What? Why? There's Why? nothing. There's nothing there. You would have to drive. To if the, you, yeah. If you live in downtown Deland, it's a, you know it's not a long drive. It's 11 minutes, but you have to park your car in a lot, 
probably have to pay for some parking because it's this mm-hmm. tiny lot in the middle of the woods in northern Delan. Get on the train to go to another cornfield in the middle of- To get transportation to get to where you actually need to be? Yeah. I mean, they haven't fixed any of that. So what's the- go to the cornfield. But what's the plan? Like, what's the end result? Because, you know, the definition of insanity is just doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So do they have a plan of- Yeah, they plan to yeah. enrich themselves with taxpayer dollars, uh, taking money out of the, that till uh, for stuff like, for instance, to extend the line to the land and to the airport, they have to have consultants. How much do you think a consulting firm is charging $12 an hour to consult them? Yeah, see, and your buddy has the consulting firm, so you're hooking him up, and it's something great you can put on your resume for the next time you go to get elected. But they're not making any money, so how does it make sense? Because it's, a, it's I don't know, because the, it doesn't matter. We're the ones giving them the money. The thing that gets me is, like, I, do some of that Orange County, like our tourism tax dollars go to pay for a chunk of that? I don't know what part of the uh, tax base has been. But the other counties for. don't really have that, though. No, it's it it, it says uh, on top of the. Uh, let me see here if I can find the uh, part where it says when we take over this thing. Sort of the oh, they haven't even finished the plan. The Central Florida Commuter Rail Commission, which consists of representatives of five local governments, the ones I mentioned, destined to own SunRail, which was supposed to happen in 2021, which is going to happen in 2024, has hired a consulting firm to draft a transition plan. So we are paying money to someone to tell us how to transfer the expenses of SunRail from the uh, Central Florida Commuter Rail Commission now to the local counties, which is us people. You know... Here's an idea. Don't. <laughs> right, right? Shut it down. You know, it, it, honestly, if it ran at like convenient times, you'd probably have people on it. To convenient places? Yeah, How nobody about- takes that to work and back. I hate to break it to you. I know you thought everybody'd be, you know, I'm baby takes the money train. <laughs> no one's doing that, man. You know what people want that for? To go downtown where there's no parking. And you got to fight a billion people anyway. It only makes sense to have that run downtown at night, weekends. Right. No, no, I'm totally with you. I would ride it downtown. I would be in a downtown Orlando right. a lot more if I could know I could ride the train there. And at 2 a.m., I ride could get back. back in the yeah. train and ride it I back. I would drive to DeLand to the cornfield to park my car there to take the train downtown just so I didn't have to pay $100 to park next to the stadium. Now, in comparison to other countries where they have politicians that are a lot smarter than us, our politicians in Hong Kong, for instance, the privately owned mass transit railway system, MTR, there turns a $2 billion profit each and every year. Holy mm-hmm. cow! But we can't figure out how to run a local train that goes from one cornfield to a decommissioned orange grove in the middle of nowhere in Sand Lake Road. That's oh. an unbelievable number. You run it from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's like... No one's doing that! There's some people doing it. If you work at the hospital, sure. And what's really funny, boy, we're going long. And what's really funny is that the people that will tell you, they'll defend Sunrail because they ride it every day. They'll call us and they'll, how dare you? I ride this every day. It's wonderful. And then later on in the evening, they go home and they get their tax uh, bill in the mail. Oh, my God. What are these people nuts? Look at this. (laughs) How am I paying? Why am I? Who? And then they go nuts and they don't make the connection. Mm -mm. Yeah, see, because the tax thing, you have to pay, whereas the ticket price, it's kind of up to you. You're going to pay anyway. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> All right, I think we set a new record for a long update. Yeah, I can't wait to see this one. Finally, Jim Jordan's endorsement of uh, having Representative Pack. This is such a bunch of... Cl- What's going on here? This, this is, is like a, a circus. It this is. It's, is a, it's a rodeo. It's a, it's, it is. It's a, it's a cluster. It's a rodeo. It's a circus. It's 
bozos getting out of a little Volkswagen. It's every, all of that stuff. This is going to ensure that the Republicans lose the House and never get the Senate and will be a Biden be president in 2024. And he's just going to be, he's not going to be able to speak. He's just going to. They're just going to cart him around. Yeah. Now, are they delaying this stuff on purpose? For any reason? No, like, dude. No, they're a bunch uh, of idiots. You need to have a speaker in order to pass this whole new money no, towards it's other the people. Joke. Thing. How many idiots does it take to vote a new speaker of the house? <laughs> Apparently, a one, few hundred. One light bulb. I don't know. <laughs> Want to fill your home with your favorite music, just like Congress is required to fill a vital position? Then you need the Bose House Speaker. Cool. How do I get one? It's simple. First, you'll need to get rid of the house speaker you already have. But we just got that house speaker back in January. Well, house speakers don't last as long as they used to. So it's time for a new one. Okay, again, how do I get one? It's simple. You just need to come up with a total of 218. I'm confused. 218 what? Dollars? Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay, cool. I have 221 in my wallet. Yeah, but eight of those dollars don't like the new house speaker you've chosen. I'm even more confused. You're not alone. The Bose House Speaker. It's time for a new one. Even though the old one worked just fine and the choices for a new one seem worse. The Sunny Update. Brought to you by Orlando's Accident Attorneys at Farah and Farah. Offices Orlando. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. What is wrong with my microphone? Okay, I got it. What's wrong with it? Everything that's wrong with everything else here. There's a screw on the floor. I don't know where it came from. I don't <laughs> that's know. never a good thing. No, but What's this go to? That's the second time. Remember uh, about three weeks ago that, that piece of plastic came flying out of this console? We yeah, don't we don't know where it's this I stuff is all just held together here. with oh, duct tape, and we just pray every morning. Uh, I was just going to give you a quick baseball update if you're into best, uh, baseball because the MLB League Championship is still going on. Uh, it With the Astros and the Rangers, that series is tied 2-2. Um, there's another game tonight at 5 o'clock. 8 o'clock tonight will be game four between Philadelphia and Arizona. Philly leads that series 2-1, and then there's a game... I think it's the Phillies game with uh, Arizona tomorrow at 8 o'clock, and then Sunday is the next game for the Astros. Can I play the, the Eagles guys thing? What are you talking about? Oh, uh, the the football player, All Swift, right. from so, uh, the Eagles? You know, everybody in Philly's doing great. The Phillies are doing good. The Eagles are 5-1, and one, and the Eagles players, uh, DeWandre Swift and uh-huh. uh, some Terrell. Is he related to Taylor? No. something. Anyway, these two players from the Eagles uh, went to their first baseball game ever. And it was a Phillies game? Ever. Went to a Phillies game. The and they mic'd, because it was their first game ever, Yeah. Uh, they mic'd them up, uh, the sports center, and mic'd them up, and also trained the camera on them. They're right behind the batter's box. Oh, wow. So here's how that went. I want to see a home run. Not right now, though.
different cities and every other day. Like, he says uh, they're talking. They're, they're really this first time they ever saw the game. So they're like, man, baseball season's so long. It is. And then the other guy goes, I want to see a home run. He goes, well, yeah, but not right now. And, and they don't know what they're, they're not like connected yet to what the game's all about. Right. So here it goes. In baseball, they switch pitchers every game. Yeah, because they, they switch pitchers every, every game, game in baseball. <laughs> They know nothing about the That's game. That's funny. Because they can't pitch too many times in a row, right? There's so many little ins and outs with baseball. I ain't know about I said, if I ever play baseball, I don't want a bat. I don't want none of that. Put me in the outfield somewhere. In other words, if he plays baseball, he wants none of that because he wants to play every game. Right. So he won't be a pitcher. Well, it's funny yeah, because put me in the outfield. you know how the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing is? Everyone uh, from, from Philly was posting the back of the jerseys of... Swift from the Eagles, the mm-hmm. football player, next to Jason Kelsey, who's Travis's oh, brother. Oh, how funny. And they were like, this is the only Swift and Kelsey I care about. DeAndre Swift's jersey says Swift, says on, Swift the on the back. I never yeah. even thought of and that. Then, and then Travis's brother right. plays for Philadelphia, and so it said Swift Kelsey, oh, and they're standing funny. down on the field, and everyone's like, this is the only Swift Kelsey I really give a crap about. She the guy at TMZ is like, get down there! Get down there now! All right! <laughs> um, by the way, the Jags beat the Saints last night. I'll tell you what, Jacksonville is doing great. They are on fire lately. Who's their QB, do you know? Yeah, it's um, Trevor Lawrence. It is Trevor Okay. Mm-hmm. What happened to, to Mr. UCF? What happened to uh, Bortles? Uh, yeah. I don't know. He went to Saints, didn't he? I I, th- I don't think he played I think so he might be more. right. I think he might be right about that. That's so much hope for that guy. I mean, they killed it that season. Two seasons, I think, in a row. They just killed it. Oh, yeah, Blake Bortles? Now yeah. doing really well. Um, 7-Eleven? Who does he play McDonald's? for? Where, he, he was with the Jaguars. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. He's um, the Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars. Uh, I don't know who he plays for now. I'm looking at Doug I don't say. think he plays I don't, th- I don't think he plays anymore. Oh, my God. Does he? I could be wrong. Somebody will call and tell How us. How do you go from what he was to that? Anyway. Maybe he... I don't know. Just curious. Sorry to put you on the spot. He cute. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love Trevor Lawrence, by the way. He's awesome. You want to know why? He reminds me of my son. Like, it reminds me of what Elliot would look like when he grows up, because he's yeah. got the long hair and everything. Yeah, yeah. He's doing excellent, too. By the way, and I know it's, I know it's youth... The guy's arms, If next time you watch a, ja- a Jacksonville game, look at Trevor Lawrence's arms. It's like they're sculpted out of clay. There, You could see the lines of the muscle and everything. He was just sitting on the sidelines the other day because he got hurt last game, uh, like towards the end of it. And I was like, look at this guy's arms. Harold, come here. And he's like, I know. He's like, dude's ridiculous. I'm like, he's also in his 20s, but still. Yeah. Good grief. All right, so we've done this before, and I, I have no desire to see any of these really... That's the word I'm looking for. Come on, Jill. It's half the fun of Halloween is to watch every horror movie available. I watch a lot of horror movies because my son is a horror movie buff. He loves them. But Mm -hmm. some of the ones that are like super grotesque and gory. Like what? I don't like the hostile movies. Resident Evil. Uh, Oh, Hostile was terrible. Hostile kind of eh, saw. eh. You ever see Human Centipede? Yeah, oh, I, I saw see. I saw pieces oh, of it. Rick, you need to watch that. Really? Oh, dude. Jeepers okay. Creepers is scary enough, but it's not. That's not too bad. So this is the scariest horror movies in history, according to science. And I'm gonna guess that they're gonna go by your beats per minute and your heart and how your heart rate kind of speeds up while you're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, I guess they had a panel of like 250 people. They all were, had to wear heart monitors. This is how they. This is how they track it. So they track their heart rate and their heart variance 
um, and the time between while they're watching these movies, and then that determines what the scariest movies are. So you ready to hear them? Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Um, number seven on the list, I've actually seen, and it's terrifying, but it's a great movie, and I recommend watching it if you want a really scary, spooky movie for Halloween. It's called Smile. Oh, God, that looks so good. I, I want to watch it. That's the one I told you yeah. Elliot and I was too scary, so we took out the clown horn, and anytime it got scary, we'd hunk the clown horn. It's terrifying, yeah. but it's a it's a fun, there's a lot of jump scares, so you'll jump you know, in the uh-huh, middle of uh-huh. it, but it's a good movie. Um, we would do that. Uh, Hereditary, I've not seen, but I heard it's terrifying. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, the Conjuring came in at number five. Yeah, it's pretty. So pretty a lot of these up. are a lot of these are devil possession yeah. movies. Uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. I didn't see that. Um, Insidious, another devil movie. Um, Skinamarink. I've never heard of that. Never heard of Skinamarink. it. Skinamarink. That's number three. Host is number two. I've never heard of it, but it doesn't sound fun. That sounds very alien. <laughs> Well, I assume you're a host of, of something a out of this worth world, a parasite or a demon. Yeah, is what yeah. I would assume. Something that bursts out of your chest. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh. Sinister came in at number one. Have you heard of that? No, haven't heard of it. So all of these movies are said to have increased your heart rate. Smile, 100% will do it. The other movie that I don't like that I won't watch again. Like, I'll watch The Shining over and over again. Yeah. I'll watch the Halloween movies That's over classic. and over again. The Thing? Oh, The Thing. Because <laughs> the, uh, they did a remake, and I didn't think the, the nah. remake was kind of spooky, but it would the original yeah. with you know Kurt Russell, where he's fl- got the flamethrower, and he's toasting the alien thing. He's like, <laughs> it looks like the other guy, and it just keeps... Ch- How was, was that? <laughs> you know what we watched the other day that was super cheesy? I watched the preview came on. You know how sometimes if you're on a streaming channel and the net goes to the next movie and it's right. it's on, it'll show you the little preview? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, this looks so stupid. It's good. I want to turn it on. We watch, we turn horror movies on a lot, like even if there's dumb ones. So it was called The Fog. Oh, The Fog. That's Have you seen it? The original or Robert De Niro? The, oh, no. Not this Robert is the De Stephen Niro. King remake. Oh, no, I'm the thinking thing. of Cape Fear. What, the Fog. This, There's the two fog, versions. The Fog is the Stephen King movie. Right. Yeah. So it's basically all these people are in a gro- they're trapped in a grocery yeah. store because the fog is coming, but in the fog are these like alien creatures yeah, yeah. and they eat people. I know. So now they're all trapped in this grocery store and the fog's out there. Oh, and the fog's tra- great. So I love cheesy. I love stuff can, like that. But those so movies. Stuff that you can tell took like $500 to make. Yeah, and Stephen King, though, but Stephen King, the beauty of Stephen King is not the actual horror. It's the anticipation of right. horror that makes it really bad. He's, well, that's the, the whole thing behind fear. It's not the actual thing happening. Right. It's the anticipation of you the thing that- You know who was really good at that was Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. He was excellent. He never really showed you gore. Like in Psycho, you never saw the knife actually piercing the skin in the shower. It was all like- the, no, the way the camera worked and the anticipation of something right. happening. There was more gore in the birds when they yeah. come across the old farmer's eyeballs hanging out because yeah. crows pecked it out. He's like, ah! Yeah. I, I love- You did this! Cheesy stuff like that where at the end of it you go, man, that was good. I love that. Yeah. No, the birds was definitely one where it's like, you had a lot of those tense moments where the whole playground's covered in crows and she's trying to get the little children away, but then yeah. you see the, the pecked remains of the guy in the phone booth and he's all I think you're up. the cause of all this. I think you're evil! Evil! It's just birds. What's the one? Is it the rear window? The rear view window? Rear view mirror. Rear view mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Hitchcock. one was good. A vertigo. Was, was, that, was that one too? Vertigo? How about the, the, the one oh, where they're all in the house? They're stuck in the house? What, the, what, what is that? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Okay. Big Brother. It's a terrible show. <laughs> no. no. I mean, Hitchcock movies, if you're looking for some like good, like suspenseful, I like that. Stephen King movies are always good too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oof. Brace yourself. I'm about to do a happy story. Oh, misery. Misery is a horror movie. That one. Oh, that's me. the worst. So, oh. so I told you yesterday how my brother and I do 
the whole uh, characters from a Halloween movie or t- TV show each day, and we send it to each other. And that was my brother's pick the other day. It was Kathy Bates from Misery? I Dad. can't see her in, as anything else. No matter what other roles mm-hmm. she plays, I'm terrified of her just from that. I know. It's crazy. Oh, James Conn, what a great job he did in that. He did. All right, so happy story. Brace yourself. I know we're not allowed to do the... the, the no, but we just, just have a strict limit. Can you give me any happy... Do we even own any happy music? I'm, I'm not searching, sure that we do. It's searching a long time. It's... <laughs> All right, so do you remember the story back in 2016? I remember us doing this originally. I feel like we do this every year, but I, I like to do it. Wanda Dench and Jamal Hinton. You remember the story with them? Nope. Wanda thought she was uh, emailing her grandson to invite him over for Thanksgiving dinner. And she sent it to the wrong person. She sent it to this kid named Jamal Hinton. Mm -hmm. And Jamal, she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was sending it to my grandson. Mm -hmm. And Jamal's like, well, I don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. It is okay if I still come over. (laughs) And she was like, sure. And now they're going to spend their eighth Thanksgiving together. They spend Thanksgiving together every single year ever since that initially happened. Isn't that the cutest? sweet. They actually... um, our business partners now. They came up with like a mineral water company together. What? Yeah, and they're going to make a Netflix movie about them. It's just a grandmother and a stranger that she invited to Thanksgiving by accident. Now they've spent eight Thanksgivings together. Wow. I think you're the cause of all this. (laughs) I think it's so cute. Here's something that's not realistic. You ready? What? Anybody that's given birth knows that it doesn't generally happen very quickly. I, uh, I know some people that, like their second child, you like went to labor and it happens very fast once you have the second one or the third one. Um, I'm not saying everybody, but I, I know a couple people that's happened to. My mom loves to remind me of how many hours she spent. Oh, I, every <laughs> single time Elliot tries to disobey me or he says no, I'm like, 36 hours of labor, Elliot. 36 hours. And he's like, are you going to hold that over my head? I'm like, yeah. Till the day I die. That's what's going to happen. I don't have any stomach muscles. They cut me open <laughs> like an animal carcass to well, get I, your fat here. I wasn't I cut open. I think you're the cause of all this. I actually <laughs> yeah. pushed. I only had to push for four minutes, which doesn't seem like a long time if you're on the outside of it, but when you're in it, it's an eternity. Did it's you like, have to do the breathing thing? Yeah, I did. I did because here's why. I got punished. God has a sense of humor. I was being a smart ass during my mom's classes, during the birthing classes, and I was mm-hmm. making fun of everybody that wanted to have natural childbirth. Not to their face. I was just making mocking comments. <laughs> Like, oh my God, how stupid. You're not going to take an epidural. And then I got punished for, for for doing that because I had two epidurals and they didn't work and I had to deliver Elliot naturally. Uh, we're going to have the trainee do this one, right? Okay. <laughs> ow, ow. I, don't, I can't feel my legs. Is that bad? Uh, that's exactly how it went. It was a student. I wasn't aware it was a student. I was high on whatever drug they gave you. And um, then my legs went numb and I was like, I don't think this is doing it right. So then they had this big German lady come in and she was the head of anesthesiology. <clears throat> that worked, but then it, I was in Those, labor for so long it wore off. The needles. What's You see the size of that yeah. thing? Yeah, what well, has to be. Dude, it's like a foot long. This is why men don't give birth, because they would never be able to do this stuff. No. Uh-uh. So this lady has a rare condition. I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, it's called, I guess it's the Ferguson reflex is what it's called. And it's, for short, the nickname is called fetal ejection reflex. <laughs> Wait. To where the fetus is expelled from the body without any pushing. You launch it? Super... Uh, Basically, so she was in labor and she gave birth in 40 seconds and she didn't even have to Whoa, push. Look at that. Thanks to this rare condition. This is her talking. Do you have so it? So while I was giving birth, what basically happened to me is called the Ferguson reflex. My baby shot out completely involuntary. I did not have to push him out. He came out on his own. 
you can hear me screaming the baby is coming he's coming and that was me screaming to my team that i'm gonna need hands on deck because i could feel him descending outside of my control and then she turned to her husband i think you're the cause of all this <laughs> seriously though wow, i you just shoot him right out and it's in, I feel like she's kind of lucky because then you don't have to sit there and do all the pushing, right? The doctor's like, nurse, catcher's mitt. Right. Coming to theaters. From the people who brought you Gone in 60 Seconds comes a new action-packed thrill ride. Nicolas Cage stars in Born in 40 Seconds. Oh, wow, you're pregnant. And now I see the head of the virus born. Well, that was fast. <laughs> Watch as Nicolas Cage delivers baby after baby. Okay, you're pregnant too. And boom, it's born. Next. Okay, don't bother pushing. I see the head. And Slid right out. There's another baby. Nicholas Cage stars in Born in 40 Seconds. Baby, baby, baby. Don't watch Cage deliver. Coming to theaters. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, two hours away from the top five today. Today, the topic is what, Jill? Songs that have a color in the title. All right, and that's coming up at 9 o'clock. This uh, sunny update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Okay, Biden did a speech last night. I think it was AI. <laughs> I do. Yeah, no, they were pumping him full of something, or it was like live AI correction. That's the most coherent I've heard him. No, there was something wrong. Uh, I mean, it, think about this. Yesterday was Thursday. Wednesday, he said, uh, is this it? I think he said this. Oh, I can understand why in this circumstance they wouldn't believe. I can understand that. And, but uh, I would not, you notice I don't say things like that unless I have faith in the source from which I'm not. Anyway, he's, he's actually coherent there. I was looking for the other soundbite where he was talking about when he visited Israel that he had total... Total um, support from uh, Netanyahu, where he just says uh, he fades off to tell some story, fades off into the distance as mm -hmm. he does, and just said, "What does he always end with?" Oh, uh, anyway. Yeah, no, there was definitely uh, like a few moments during his speech last night that I was like, "You don't know what you're talking about, do you?" Like the, he'd almost have like a question mark at Dude, the end of it where he couldn't, we, like he wasn't it. sure. Don't play it. I'm put money on it. I wish there was some way to verify, but I put money on it that they pump him up. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. This is no joke. They pump him up with Adderall right before the speech. Uh -huh. And then the teleprompter, he has to read. I don't think he goes into rehearsal either. I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to go, okay, Joe, we need you to read through the right. teleprompter speech. No, I don't think he's doing that. Mm -mm. They pump him up with Adderall because yesterday he looked very weird. And I do think if they used AI technology to smooth out his movements on the air, I wouldn't be surprised. Go ahead. Do you want to play some of it? Yeah, here's a little piece of him yesterday talking about how... Uh we know that our allies and maybe most importantly our adversaries and competitors are watching. They're watching our response in Ukraine as well. And if we walk away and let Putin erase Ukraine's independence, would-be aggressors around the world be emboldened to try the same? The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world, yeah. in the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East. Iran is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine and it's supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region. And we'll continue to hold them accountable, I might add. Okay. United okay. Coherent. Uh-huh. Pre-written statement, but he got through it, right? Now, this is 24 hours earlier. I just wanted you to play, it, play this so you could see what I'm talking about. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State, would he and I work in the Senate to write something for a man? 
said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. <laughs> you, you, you tell me that there's no drugs involved here. Come on. Well, I mean, he does sound a little confused at this part. The United States and our partners across the region are working to build a better future for the Middle East. One where the Middle East is more stable, better connected to its neighbors. And here he's like. And through innovative projects like the India Middle East Europe Rail Corridor. What? Who? <laughs> the uh, India Middle East yeah, but he's Europe re- Rail Corridor? But, but I'm prior on Burgundy? To- <laughs> <laughs> prior to that, he sounds okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm telling you. I am telling you. You as- think it was fake? Think it was no. AI? No, no. I think I think there was drug. I think they they pump him up with Adderall before he has to do a speech. I think he has a teleprompter there. He's very comfortable with that. I think all those things add up to something that sounds semi-coherent once in a while. Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. <laughs> all right, we'll get back to that in just a second. So I want you. Uh, this is. Eight minutes long. I'm not going to play it, obviously. Uh, but um, are you sure? I could use a bathroom break. <laughs> Natalie Senadanha uh-huh. is an American woman who escaped the Hamas assault. She's one of very few at the Israeli music festival near Gaza, October seventh, and this is where it all started, where the para, para uh, gliders, gliders came down and shot innocent civilians, kids, young adults uh, at a music festival. Uh, one lady told the story about how she hid under dead bodies for uh-huh. seven hours to survive. Dude. This one didn't do that. She had three friends with her, and I'm trying to summarize it because it takes her eight minutes to explain it, and I, I suggest you go check it out. Natalie Senandahi, she incredible story of just, I don't know how she made it, uh, but when the when the parasail, what's gliders. It, paragliders came down, uh, they ran to their car. They started taking off in their car. When they started taking off in their car, they noticed that people were going in the other direction. Police officers told them to go in that direction if they want to save themselves. They went in the other direction. When they went in the other direction, they saw another police officer and a bunch of kids running in their direction. Picture all that. Then the cops said, get out of your car and start running. What? They get out of their car and start running. Her and three of her friends, uh, they ran north. When they're running north, they see other kids running south. Like at them, and they're running in the opposite direction? And being chased by one terrorist with a machine gun. So then they go east. They go east, and they, she sees more of the partygoers that were, you know, from the festival in a ditch. And they all say, get in the ditch. You'll be safe here. You get in the ditch. And one of her friends, luckily for her, said, no, don't get in the ditch. We're sitting ducks right here. Right. At least they had some critical thought going on. She got up, and they started running in another direction into some treed area because it's desert mostly. But they found some area where they could actually hide for a few minutes. She had to go to the bathroom. She says, I got to go. Or I'm going to do it right here. I would have done it right there. But she got into it. Her friend said, no, it's safe in here. Use one of these porta potties They were from the festival. And she went in one of them, did what she had to do. And then she started hearing gunfire and bombs going off. She left the porta potty And almost 60 seconds later, a terrorist sprayed all the porta potties with bullets. She Whoa. would have been dead. They start running again. And... Making a long story short, she finally made it to some modicum of safety north of where the festival was going on. Uh, And now she's back in the United States. She recounts some of the stuff that happened. And I I think everybody needs to hear this because this this is an amazing story. Here she is. Natalie Sanandahi. They are people who who, who have been with us. I'm sorry. That's not her. She's got a deep voice. No, here she is. For so long as as a Jew, Jew growing up in America... 
you're always taught about the Holocaust and you're taught about the way our people were treated and the way so many people just stood by and watched as the Holocaust happened. And you're taught to never forget. And my whole life, I tried to understand how could, how could the world stand by? How could the world stand by and let that happen? And it's sad to say that I'm now starting to realize how. And I don't feel safe. Now, she's back in the United States. She doesn't feel safe. By the way, one part of the story I left out that's really just, ugh. Uh, when she went to that ditch where all other all people the, were, yeah. like tens, few dozen people were hiding, they're all dead. Oh. She had stayed. She escaped death twice within, what? I'm talking 30 minutes time. The porta potties and then hiding in the ditch where her friend, if her friend had not said anything, they would have stayed there. They would have been one of the dead yeah. people. Oh, so anyway, dude. she's back in New York City now and she doesn't feel safe. Most of these protesters, most of these students, it's very easy to see that they're very easily brainwashed. And that's what Hamas's goal is. They, Hamas puts out a lot of false information. Let's say... For example, last night, the rocket that hit a hospital, automatically a lot of news stations even said that it was Israel without fact-checking and later found out that it was the Islamic Jihad that had sent a rocket and I guess misfired and hit the hospital. What people have to understand is that when you're going out and you're doing rallies pro-Palestine and trying to justify Hamas's actions, you need to understand that Hamas is also against the Palestinian people. They're using them as human shields. There are many Gazan citizens that were working in Israel and had rights and had cards that gave them the rights to work in Israel that Hamas is now shooting because they're they're saying that they're against what Hamas is for. And what Hamas is really for is wiping out Israel, wiping out the Jews. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they're using, uh, much like BLM used black people back in 2020. I mean, they're using those people for their own purposes. They're not caring for them. And Biden just gave them $100 million. You think that money's going to end up with the Palestinians that need help? No. Now Gaza's going to turn, Gaza, uh, the Hamas, Hamas is going to turn those things into guns. That's all that's going to happen there. And people just need to understand your protests are not helping the Palestinian people. Hamas is not for the Palestinian people. And until people realize that, until people realize that we have the same common common enemy, it's going to be much harder. It just, it honestly makes me sad to see how many people are so brainwashed and how, how many people don't see the truth. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And we have students still protesting, saying from the river mm-hmm. to the sea, which is pretty much saying extermination of the Jews. We have a high school in San Francisco yesterday that walked out of class. Most of the high school walked out of class protesting in favor of the Palestinians and Hamas. Yeah, but do they believe that or do they just want to walk out of school? I think some of them want to walk out of school, but the majority of them were screaming and and yelling and protesting and saying that and chanting that phrase. They don't understand what's going on, but then they're egged on by people, politicians in this country, that lie. They totally lie. Rashida Tlaib knew, going into her little speech yesterday in front of students, that that rocket never hit the hospital, didn't come from Israel, hit a parking lot, there wasn't 500 deaths, and that the media generally lied about the whole thing. She was briefed on all of that and still went out in front of people and lied. I'm not going to forget this. And I think a lot of people are not going to forget this. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a threat. It isn't. They, they think we're joking. I mean, I think the White House and everyone thinks that we're just going to sit back and let this just continue. 
Yeah, I mean, she is she is inciting violence. She may not be saying the words, but you get a loco in that audience that goes out and does something, puts a bomb somewhere. She's the one that should be arrested. But how are you allowed to go in front of a crowd that's already kind of ignited and then feed them false information? Because wasn't she like briefed right before she went out there? Right and before then she, she went and out. And then she goes out there and gives them false information. I right. Mean, is there, I mean, I know there's a lot of misinformation talk out there, but there's not like a... A charge for that, though, is no. It? But I'm saying, if you're if you hold a seat, and you're there, your job isn't to go ignite the crowd more. It's to kind of like diffuse it a little bit, especially if th- those are your people you're speaking to. But she went out there and deliberately gave them false information yeah. to rile them up more. No, she she added gas to the fire. She definitely did, and she's doing it on purpose. That's why I'm saying she should be arrested for if something happens, it's on her. It definitely is on her. <laughs> Yeah, what? I mean, did she drive? No, no, we got to feel safe. But what is starting to get really, really, really clear and very loud is that somehow many of us in this room, because of our political opinions, because maybe our faith is a certain faith, maybe because our ethnicity is a certain ethnicity, that somehow we're subhuman. No, you're not subhuman, and nobody's saying that. And you know what? Nobody's saying that about Palestinians. Nobody's saying... The magical, it would be great if one day we could find a magical solution to all this. But unfortunately, it all went down before we were even, most of us were even alive when Israel came to be. And and it may have been a, a stupid decision at the time, but it is what it is now. And finding a, 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 a something that's going to you know bring everybody together, it's almost impossible. Especially when you think about it, you take the Palestinians and the Israelis out of it, and you're left with this terrorist group that has a bloodlust. Really, because that's all it is. Now what do you do? How do you how do you fix that? I mean, Israel's got to put Hamas down, and unfortunately, there's collateral damage on both sides. It's it's a terrible thing, but that was Rashida Tlaib. Rashida, you're either stupid or insane. Rashida, <laughs> dude, yeah, right. And now Biden's sending $100 million to humanitarian assistant for Gaza on the West Bank. This, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Mike Allen, special assistant to Bush 43, former majority staff director to the House Intel Committee. We have to be very careful if Biden goes through with this because I think Hamas dominates the Gaza Strip. Yeah. They will figure out ways to control the humanitarian assistance and meet it out themselves because that's their strategy. They want to be the caretakers of the people. They want to keep their people down and unhappy so that they're resentful and willing to attack Israel. So we need to be very careful if indeed this goes forward. $100 million. You know, Hamas is going to turn that into guns. It makes no sense. And let's keep that that radio clip there, because I believe we'll have to try to keep Biden to it. Can you imagine, even if we had a dead to rights on video, I still think Biden would find a reason to not cancel the humanitarian assistance going in. Yep. And it's going there soon. So the people of Gaza urgently need food, water and medicine. He needs water. Yesterday, in discussions with the leaders of Israel and Egypt, I secured an agreement for the first shipment of humanitarian assistance from the United Nations to Palestinian civilians in Gaza. If Hamas does not divert or steal this shipment, these shipments, we're going to provide an opening for sustained delivery of life-saving humanitarian assistance for the Palestinians. 
How can how, he's the president? Oh, if they don't touch it, we'll send him more. I guess. Dude, how, he's the president. He's surrounded by people that are in the know. How yeah. naive to think. Think about if you know anything about the Gaza Strip and you look at the videos, it the place makes Manhattan look like a farm. It's mm-hmm. it's packed in tight. Um, Hamas is in, is integrated within the population. They hide their guns in hospitals and schools and people's homes. They're they're missile launchers. They're Everywhere, mm. there's no way that that money's going to make it to any institution in the Gaza Strip and help the Palestinians. It's going to go to Hamas. They're going to use it and they're going to kill Israelis with it. Of course. How could you be that stupid? Mm. I just don't understand. He's the president. All right. He's moving, the puppet. Moving on to more, more. I won't say happy stuff. More. I don't know. What do you call this perversion? Yeah. Hey, teacher. Oh my God, this story. Ready? Oh boy. Ready. <sighs> Two yeah, ten- well, pull up the pictures too, just just so you have a good reference. Oh no. Oh really? Uh-huh. Ugh. Two Tennessee elementary substitute teachers who are also a couple were cited for prostitution after police... Did he say elementary school? Okay. Mm-hmm. Were called for prostitution after police completed an undercover operation with one saying they did it for extra money for several years or they would starve. Ezra Fry, 22, and David Acevedo, 25, who both work in the Hamilton County schools, were caught in August. Police began the undercover sting when one officer reached out to Fry on an illicit prostitution website, posing as a John. You know, a guy who wants sex, pay for money. Looking to set up a sexual encounter. Uh, Fry, who uses the they, them pronouns, there we go, responded by saying it would cost 150 bucks and sharing what they would have or what they would do with the police officer. During the exchange, Fry allegedly told the undercover cop they usually go to the client's house, but insisted it was safer to do it at their home because their husband would be present and it was the John's first time. Fry then led the officer to a back bedroom and took his money before the cop identified himself as a cop and detained the couple. Fry and Acevedo both made statements during and after the search to include both stating that they do have, they do have to do this or they will starve. Both parties advise officers that their special education, they are special education teachers at uh, Woodmore Elementary and Calvin Donaldson Elementary. Police also discovered a large amount of drug paraphernalia and a 22 caliber rifle after searching the home. Fry and Acevedo received citations for drug paraphernalia, prostitution, and lawful possession of arms. Get out of here. So we have two male prostitutes teaching elementary school yep. kids. How does that get out? You, first of mm. all, they're on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, did you get a look at that? Listed as rabbit queer, gender anarchist, college dropout. And oh, you're perfect. Why don't you come teach the children? And the other one is listed not so bad as trans, disabled, queer, Puerto Rican. And, oh, and, bless. and rabid the, queer me. That doesn't <laughs> send any like signals up to the administration that hired these people like well maybe we should look a little deeper into this uh when when you know one guy is called rabid queer and you put- you have rabies should you be in front of children <laughs> how does that happen I don't know queer is one thing rabid foaming at the mouth speaking of trans bud light they're still trying they're trying so what is trying so so much again try making that stuff taste better right <laughs> So now they announced a $3 million scholarship pledge. This is almost an insult to America's fallen or disabled first responders. 
The CEO says, we hope to make a powerful impact. No, you're making idiots out of yourself. Everybody knows why you're doing this. They know you're insincere, and they know this is just to try to get Bud Light back on the shelf. It's not going to happen, blah. Yeah, brah. <laughs> it's just like crazy. Oh, my gosh. The beer brand on Tuesday announced it's committed $3 million to an academic scholarships for the families of fallen or disabled first responders, which is great. Yeah. The pledge furthers Anheuser-Busch ongoing relationship with the nonprofit organization Folds of Honor. Folds? The Folds of Honor. Okay. Bud Light and Folds of Honor have officially opened their scholarship application window from now until November 26th if you want to apply. Anheuser-Busch CEO Brendan Whitworth said in a statement that the brand is incredibly proud to be a founding partner of Folds of Honor. Uh, mm. he's, this, this is the big... It's just that... Okay, you want the money to go to first responders, but, yeah. the, but the amount of insincerity and BS is so overwhelming. Do you do it anyway? I mean, at the end of the day, the money's still going to a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to not... How much know. of it is it like, we're going to donate a portion and it's like 0.2%? That Yeah, I don't know about that either, but the slogan is Bud Light, raising its glass to America's heroes. Well, you know, have you noticed all of their ads lately are very, um, I don't want to use the word normal, but it's like, oh, this is a dad with a family and we're grilling out everybody hey. and we're watching football, everybody, look how normal we are, we're just a regular family. It's well, like, they see, just, we, we haven't changed at all, I promise. Like, it's so strange, because you know that's not how they feel. What was funny was, uh, as soon as the... Uh, Dylan Mulvaney thing happened. Remember when the Clydesdales came out, right. the horses and everything? No, we're still American. Please still like us. Look, there's a pickup truck in the ad, and there's a horse with and a thing, and there's a Dalmatian oh, running down the street. And He's the girl's still... wearing a loosely fitting flannel shirt where her boobs are kind of hanging out. <laughs> Look, cowboy stuff. You got you. Come on now. You like that, don't you? Come on. No. They're so desperate. Yeah. So anyway, if you didn't catch the president's speech last night, we have a a little. One of the highlights here. I think this was pretty good. Hey, my, my smell of Americans. It's me, Joey B, for president of the White House. Hey, did any of you happen to see the, the big presidential address last night? How, how was it, America? I didn't see the speech myself because I, I was busy doing something in the Oval Office. Can't remember <laughs> what the heck it was. God love me. I was hoping to watch the speech on TV, but it was on at 8 p.m. That's way past my bedtime, Jack. I mean, who stays up that late? Who does that? Maybe I can get that grandkid I just found out about to show me the speech on her fancy computer phone. She can pull it right up on the Twitter Googles, man. Or whatever that malarkey is. <laughs> Joey B out. The Sunny Update. The Rick's Daisy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right. I don't know what that guy was listening to, but just what, what did he say? The one you just told me. Oh, that God, guy. you're going to make me go back to nah, the No, that's all right. No, no, no. I, 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 just really, I know it's tough that when you're driving or you're doing stuff in the morning and you're listening, half listening, and you hear something, you write a complaint because, you know, I said something I didn't say. You know, it's well. It, it's you know, with radio it's listening, it's interesting because you're doing two things at once. You're either getting ready, or you're at work, or you're riding the car and listening to radio. And so sometimes, and that's why I get people sometimes yell at me, and they're like, "You guys don't answer quick enough. Why don't you guys answer?" It's like I'm trying, but I'm trying to answer your question efficiently. And sometimes I'm trying to get to the bottom of something and go, "Did we say this or did we not say this? Hold on, let me go find out." So it's not I'm not ignoring you. I'm just trying to yeah, no, no. But he was he was criticizing my opinion about. Uh, the uh, I guess the inception of uh, the state of Israel, and I said, 
first of all, I said this a million times. I'm not a Middle Eastern expert. I'm just learning. I'm reading every day as much as I can. Right. But uh, so so anything I say with that, you have to take with a grain. Anything we say on the show, you should vet out because as well, we don't have a research team like CBS News of a hundred people sitting in another room with satellite dishes and right. satellite it, phones. It really is just the three of us and a small gerbil on a wheel in the back that powers the whole thing. <laughs> Pretty much. You know. Well, we do appreciate info. Yeah. That you send. I have to say this a hundred times because sometimes we'll go to do a story or a piece on something and we'll get a little blurt from somebody on instant messenger and go, yeah. oh, hey, it turned out it was this year, not this year, or this yeah. country. And you go, no, oh, I thanks, gotcha. Pe- appreciate it. You know? I love that. It's like our listeners are half a news team. I get people sending me cool videos like, do you see this? Do you see this? What do you think of this? Like earlier, I, I, I talked about the Stephen King movie, yeah, The Fog. It's not The Fog, it's The Mist, and I, that was my bad. So it was I appreciate The Mist? Yeah, so appreciate you that. correcting me. All right, um, but as far as the Israel thing, uh, I don't know what you heard, but I definitely didn't say what you say you heard. So I don't know. I don't want to get it and spend a half hour right, on right. it. Who said that? Who said that? I don't um, know who said that. Who said that? No one said that. Who I, said that? That's what I said. Did you say that? Who said that? All right, so if you don't like Rick, you might like this next story. Right. <laughs> Have you been smoking marijuana? Smoke has. Uh, we're going to give Red... <laughs> don't look at this yet, because I want to okay. give you a little test. All right. Now, if you don't know, Rick is our boss. Rick is in charge of both Smoke and I. He's actually in charge of the whole station. I know a couple of people... Just Only had a heart- for a few hours. Some people just had a heart attack. What?! That guy's the boss. He's in charge. Yeah, I love when they write to me to complain about me. Yeah, they're like, uh, we need to talk to your program director. Yes. Or honestly, if he wasn't, we'd be in a lot more trouble. So this is uh, <laughs> red flags that your boss might be a psychopath. Oh, yeah, no, read these off. Oh, God. It's the so, greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. By Jill. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you are. I've already told you a hundred times I think you're the best boss I've ever had. Oh, wow. Um, so Nice. Mainly because you just don't care about a whole lot, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the signs to look out for. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, superficial charm. Uh, he just has regular charm. <laughs> Um, apparent intelligence. Apparent. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you appear to be intelligent. You gotcha. He appears dumb, but he's actually smart. That's what gets me. Okay. Uh, lack of sincerity or truthfulness. No. Because mm, yeah. you, you try to be truthful, as truthful as you can. Um, sometimes it's sincerity, but I think it's just because it's like you don't have time for the fluffy goo. Right. Um, a tendency to cheat. I don't think so. No. No, um, I don't. No, no. He actually will make me do everything the long way. Just to make sure it's accurate. Yeah. Uh, lack of remorse. Nah, I got a lot of remorse. Uh, being emotionally shallow. Mm. Mm. You um, have to be in this business. A la- Thanks a lot. I didn't say it. Who Look at that one over that? there. No one said that. Who said that? I, he said that. <laughs> I can see I'm going to continue my streak as the favorite child here today. Yeah, whatever. Have you been smoking marijuana? <laughs> Uh, apparent rationality. What's with the apparent word all over As, this? Uh, and yeah. then calmness, which you are definitely not calm. No, but what's weird is he's not calm when everything needs to be calm. Oh, when I want him to get riled up or there's something that's really important, he's like, tell yeah. me what again? And I'm like, no, be mad with me. I'm over in the corner frothing at the mouth, ripping the soundproofing off the wall. He's like, well, you know, team, this is what we're going to have to do. I'm it, like, it's what? True. No, but Joe comes in and like, somebody stained my couch with ketchup. Oh my God, you should have been there. It was horrible. I'm like, I got to. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay, first of all, I've never said that. I came meanwhile. in and told you a crazy story today, and you were like, oh, yeah, that's cool. 
Oh, about the lady throwing furniture out of yeah, her? Yeah, we had a lady in her neighborhood throwing furniture off the balcony, and it landed on a Porsche down below, and then cops came, and the ambulance came. It was a mess. Yeah, and then she followed that up when she's getting a new couch, and then I after that, I am getting was, a new couch. I'm excited. What was next? It was something, I'm trying to get ready for the show, and I got a new couch, and then the thing with the thing, oh, hanging the things. This guy who says, I'm trying to get ready for the show, who will stop literally live on the air to look at a set of boobs that pop up on a reporter of That's a story that he's just researching. instinct. Mm. Well, who are you talking about? <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> and I think that's incorrect. Nobody no said one that. said that. Who no said one, that? Nobody. Do you guys want to do the story about Will Smith and Jada? I, it, it'll make you make fun of Will a little bit, or do you care? I have mixed feelings, because every time we post something about Will and Jada, the next 10 comments are, who cares? Why would you do that? Who cares? But go ahead. The only reason I was going to do this is because, you know, Jada came out with the memoir. I forget what it's called. Wah. No, Worthy. Um, and she, I guess, has been doing a tour for the book. And Will went on the tour with her and then got up and spoke. And here's what he had to say. I just uh, The whole thing was bizarre. Can you show up and love somebody for the rest of your life, even when you don't agree with them? I mean, this guy is such a total... See, it's stunning. It's, it, really, it really is. Dude, I, I... Listen to this next part and then you're really going gonna to go, okay... Jada's the best friend I have ever had on this planet. What? And huh? I am going to show up for her and support her for the rest of my life. Now, if you were married and that's your partner, of course you're like, oh, that's great. That's how, that's what it's marriage is supposed to be. But yeah, they're but well, not this even... is a, a half-ass wife that's busy banging her son's friends. And this is the woman that just came out in her book and was like, we haven't been together in seven years. We've been separated for seven years. We don't live together. And then talked about how she rolled her eyes when he slapped Chris Rock for her and said, keep my wife's name out of your mouth because she said... We haven't referred to each other as husband and wife in seven years, so I don't even know why he did that. And then he gets up there and he's like, I got you back. And she always does it to him in like public, too. Dude, she if, if she's your best friend, him. you must not know many people. Right. She's she, a horrible person. She like, just wants I, to emasculate him and make him look bad constantly. I get what he's trying to do here with like, no, I made the commitment. I'm sticking to it. But it's like, dude. Stop the bleeding already. Even and Joe would just go to bed. Well, I'm going to go to bed. Right. The other thing I don't understand is people had comments to make about all of this, obviously, and Jada came out and said it's none of their business. You put it in a book and you're on a oh, book tour and then you're going to tell people it's none of their business that you published. Yeah, it's Meghan Markle disease. Uh-huh. I want our privacy respected, but look at me. Look, look, look. I don't understand. Yeah, I just that 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 part it gets me so much when people have that moment of, oh, I just can't be left alone, and it's like, but you're the reason nobody wants to leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you? But you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book. Where? <laughs> what do you think is one of the most delightful moments in life? Not, I'm not talking about like getting married, buying a house, having a baby. I'm not talking about big things. I'm talking really tiny. Superficial things that you go, oh, uh, that's a delightful perfect moment. Perfect example. Okay. When you brought your Christmas tea in. I the did. smell of a good holiday tea. It mm. smells like a Hallmark movie. That's nice. I yeah. gotta, I gotta my think moment her. was when my partners in the morning show uh, made a list of the reasons I'm a psychopath. I was very, <laughs> I was touched inside. It was like, in, wow. In our defense, oh, we yeah. were making a list of reasons you're not a psychopath. Yeah. Oh, well, kind of, yeah, there was some, definitely more of. Something went awry there. Plus things than, than negative things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I make up for it though in my Christmas gifts. Okay. You know. Um, Am I getting my sandwich again? 
Yeah, I'll get you another Stromboli. <laughs> I make these guys Strombolis and oh, it's uh, so good. for Christmas. And, and it's on egg bread, right? And or it's is that potato bread. No, it's not on any bread. It's in dough, and I roll it up in a bacon. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, it's all dough. It's yeah, good. It's um, in a big log of meat and cheese. Man. Yeah, where I earn back all the stuff I've dealt with all year long is when Rick's wife buys me my Christmas present, because I know Rick didn't buy it, because I get epic Christmas presents from his wife, and it's kind of like, here's the thank you for putting up with my husband 365 <laughs> days a year. <laughs> It's the consolation prize, and it's awesome. Uh, other delightful moments. Um, one of the main things, the reason I'm telling you this, is l- hearing your favorite song on the radio. That's a delightful moment. That's yeah, a, like, like for some people, when you're in the car and you're like, oh my God, I love this song, and you turn it up. Yeah. That's kind of a cool moment. That is a cool moment. Uh, finding money in your pocket, that's pretty awesome. Oh, that's the best. Summer comes back around, you pull your shorts out, and you reach yeah. in, and you find a $10 bill that... I tell you, uh, I do the laundry in the house because every time I do the laundry, my wife seems to not forget stuff. So I am up $300 now. Shut up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? That no, much? T- she goes, I need the money back. I go, no, no, no. Once it's in the dryer, out of your pocket, it's everybody's money. Fair that's, game. That's a neutral vortex in there. That's right. <laughs> Finders keepers. No, and it, it, it tucks right into the lint catcher. It's like, I don't even have to wow. count it. <laughs> wow. Uh, a random compliment from a stranger. That makes your day. Oh, that can be fun. Yeah, or, I, uh, it's a, or it's a come on or some sort. Well, no, I had a lady. I was walking. My husband makes fun of me. So you see the skirt I have on today? Right. So these. You have I, a skirt on? Yeah. You? I always wear skirts. <laughs> you do not wear skirts. You wear. Uh, the part- long hippie skirts. That's what this is. Oh, was sarcasm oh, wow. on the list? <laughs> you want? So it was sarcasm on the right? psychopath list? I always wear these really long flowy things, right? And she my- should never leave uh, Casadega. <laughs> yeah, don't put her on any heavy machinery. And my, I have them in like every color. My husband, every time I wear them, says I look like a samurai fighter, so he makes oh, fun of me. I think fortune teller. And he's like, every time we go out, I get complimented on these skirts. Every huh. single time. He's like, without fail, whenever you wear one of those skirts, someone yeah, where'd you go, go, oh my God, I love that skirt. Where'd you get it? Spirit and then, Halloween? <laughs> stop. <laughs> And it always makes me feel good when people compliment me. No, they're nice. It's different. You dress differently than than everybody else. I mean, sometimes yeah, I wear my a, pajamas, but... You have a unique style. Thank you. You, fl- you flow down the street. You don't walk. You flow. <laughs> I flow down I the street. I bet, you, I bet you if she tucks her ankles in while she's walking, she'll just float. <laughs> no, I saw a lady the other day, and she looked so pretty. It was an older lady, and she was dressed to the nines, like makeup perfect, jewelry, clothes. And I just stopped her. She walked by me. I said, you are so beautiful. I don't know if anyone's told you that today. And she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And so it's just like sometimes you just... Giving somebody a random compliment's oh, nice. I'm going to bike fest this weekend. You think one of those Harley riders will go, hey, you know, you look pretty good. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it looks good. That's yeah, good. Good outfit. I like your assless chaps. They look yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> they really bring out your butt cheeks. Picking you know, the right shirt can do that amazing actually, things for you. That day, actually right? could happen. I'll end up in a basement of a bike repair shop. Yeah, no, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, well, I like your look there, buddy. Well, thank you. Yeah, My wife you. and I like your vibe. We're staying down here at the uh, motel. Tell uh, Brown Door in. You ought to come by. We'll have the door unlocked. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> what oh. you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyway? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. You know, again, I'd love to get into the mind of some people just to see how they think because this is amazing. I mean, I'm not saying he's a criminal, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, what kind of steel nuts do you have to do something like this? <laughs> okay. He's in Poland. He's at the Warsaw Mall. Um, he goes in the mall and pretends to be a mannequin. He's 22 years old. Goes in the mall and pretends to be a mannequin so he can stay there after they shut the mall down so he can rob the place. 
So uh, at some point when the mall closed, the man who has not been identified grabbed jewelry and clothing and even ate two meals at the Warsaw Mall during the night. However, a security guard eventually spotted the former dummy and called the cops. The suspect faces 10 years in prison for allegedly hunting throughout the shopping center once everyone left for the night. But he would stand there in a window... Like, for instance... Like, wait there so they thought he wasn't real. <clears throat> that he was a mannequin. And yeah. at one point, he's holding a bag in his hand. Like, you know you know how sometimes they put the, the woman's bag over the girl's hand? Yeah. The mannequin? Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Standing there frozen motionless, pretending to be a mannequin in front of the shop window. <laughs> you know, after like hour three of him waiting, he's like, oh, just go home. I just want to scratch my face. <laughs> right? Oh, hope it was worth it, buddy. <laughs> group of adults got into a fight at Mickey Mouse Land in uh, L.A. Uh-oh. Uh, beat each other up in front of the oh. Mad Tea Party ride. Oh. What are you mad at? I don't know. It's unclear what happened. Apparently, one of the parents' kids started pushing over the baby stroller of the other parents. What? That's when the, yeah, that's when the brawl began. Oh, I'd beat somebody. Well, I mean, it was kids. You that's know. what I'm saying. If you push over the baby stroller. I don't know. They knocked it over. Oh, wait. Did they push it over on purpose to be a jer- jerk, or was it an accident? Uh, I don't know. It happened. Multiple children knocked over a baby stroller, and the brawl began. Oh, I mean, if it's an accident, it's like, oh, my God, just be careful. I don't, know, don't, be- I don't think it was as kids doing what kids do. A police spokesman in Anaheim, California, says the department assisted Disneyland Resort security in responding to the fight. No arrests were made, and the incident remains under investigation. Disneyland and Disney World posted this now in their website. It says, quote now. No fighting. fighting. <laughs> Engaging in unsafe, illegal, disruptive, or offensive behavior, jumping lines or saving places and lines for other, or standing too close to Jill's back, and encouraging park goers to be the magic you want to see in the world. I mean, if your boobs are on my back, it's I just know. too close. <laughs> Say it all no the time. Touching. No touching. No touching. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes, but they do fly. Video has gone viral of a Texas amusement park operator. This is unreal. Oh, the video is crazy. Yeah, what do they call it now? It used to be a hammer. When I went to the carnival, the thing that went upside down, the two yeah. little hammers, I'd call them, they look like hammers. It's like heavy on one end and light on the other, and it flips around. Yeah, yeah flips one's around. got a carriage, and you just kind of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, one of those things. Well, uh, the operator was clinging outside of the ride as a guest. A gust of wind accidentally launched it in the air as he helped a girl climb inside of it. Terrifying moment went down at 54th Annual Groves Pecan Festival in Groves, Texas. The operator of the bullet held onto the door attempting to shut it to protect the girl from falling out while he got whooshed 180 degrees in the air. In the video, you can see the uh, cart where the girl is inside Mm -hmm. and the man holding on with his hands dangling... (laughs) From the, the ride. It's crazy. It, what do you say, about 30 feet up in the air? Um, He's being hailed as a hero for protecting and keeping the girl safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Superman was not badly hurt. Uh, she walked away unscathed. He got a few scratches trying to get down because when he came down, it didn't come down easy. Yeah, I heard they're going to present him with a, uh, a medal on Carnival Day. Carnival Day, a day to celebrate the toothless nine-fingered chain smoker you just entrusted your children's safety to as he straps them in the Tilt-A-World he assembled using only a pair of pliers. Hope your family survives Carnival Day. Sorry the buckle's broken. I'll just tie these straps in a knot. Okay. Any of you kids want a cigarette? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ah, the memories. A Houston woman's apartment was destroyed in a matter of hours by an unusual intruder. Uh, uh, hang on, let me guess. Uh, bear. Raccoon. Uh, Wildebeest. Gator? Well, I don't know. This intruder stripped down and changed her 
change into her underwear and top before wrecking the place. Oh, 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 oh meth-addled squatter. <laughs> <laughs> Alana Mitchell, who works as a chef, left her apartment in downtown Houston October 14th, 7 p.m. for a catering job, and then some drinks with friends, only to return home hours later, unable to get in inside her unit. It was like I was locked from the inside. I went around the building and saw my lights were on, Mitchell told the Fox affiliate there. I never do that. And there was even stuff thrown all around my balcony. Despite calling Houston police and her building's manager that night, she was only able to get back in 24 hours later when they discovered all of her belongings, food, appliances, and clothing had been tossed around haphazardly across the apartment. Oh, no. There was food all over the floor. Everything was a mess, Mitchell said. You know, if you're going to break in, just leave stuff alone. Water was running. I lost everything. To her horror, Mitchell discovered that an intruder had an outfit changed during the heist. She found he left behind his clothes, including his underwear. And had taken a pair of her underwear and a t-shirt she had slept in the night before. Okay. My neighbor's ring camera caught him knocking on the door and knocking it in. He had uh, my underwear on and a t-shirt. His underwear was on the floor along with the hospital shirt. Ew. Alarming ring video camera footage taken in the hallway shows the man wandering around seeming to call out for somebody they don't know who. And this is a woman's underwear? Yep. And he's thought this was a better option than what he had on? I guess during the middle of the heist, he fell uncomfortable in what he was wearing and wanted something nicer and silkier, maybe a little more comfortable. <laughs> something soft. Yeah, so he did that and uh, he busted up her apartment. What's wrong with people? I don't know. Yeah, when Mitchell went to the property management, management uh, thought that the incident was personal. In other words, it, but it wasn't. Doesn't sound like the police did anything. I don't think they cared. No. Looking to get rid of some of your ladies' underwear? I guess so. Then call 1-800-GOT-WOMEN'S-UNDERWEAR. I'll come to your house and haul away all those old underwear lickety-split. Panties, thongs, whatever you got, I'll take them. Oh, well, that's nice of you to... And I'll replace all your underwear with my underwear. (laughs) All my old, used boxes and tidy whities can be yours, (laughs) even trade. No, that's okay. I'll just take cash. No, you gotta take my underwear. You gotta wear them. Those are the rules. Huh? That's right. Nothing weird about any of this. Take my undies and wear them. No, I don't want to. Too late, you already agreed to it. When? <laughs> That's not an answer. 1-800-GOT-WOMEN'S-UNDERWEAR. Give me your undies and take my undies today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I don't mean to offend you. Then don't. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And it has gone crazy. This is brought to you by Fair and Fair, the Sunny Update. Dad. Joe Biden got on TV at 8 p.m. last night Eastern. What did he say there, Smoke? Um, he was talking about the whole thing. It was a thing. And he was... I know that our allies and maybe most importantly our adversaries and competitors are watching. They're watching our response in Ukraine as well. They're watching you stumble. And if we walk away and let Putin erase Ukraine's independence, would-be aggressors around the world be emboldened to try the same? The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world in the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East. Iran is, is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine, and it's supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region, and will continue to hold them accountable, I might add. I guess they got the evidence, United, finally. Yeah. yeah. The region are working to build a better future for the Middle East. A <sighs> um, couple things here. Uh, first of all, he's right. Our competitors are watching, and the day before, 24 hours before this little speech you just did where you took massive amounts of Adderall and you got everything written in front of you, uh, you sounded like this. You know, uh, years ago I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man. 
you said uh, you wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. What? You said uh, it's not we need. Uh, what? Not just. Uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Well, well, wait. Taking too much time. When he starts a story, he gets halfway through rambling about with the setup, and then he just lets it go. He bails on it and says, uh, uh, "Here's the part that, that that's important and relevant, but I'm going to leave that for later." Yeah, they definitely. Uh, I, last night I was watching that. I thought like, there was a little, a little bit of AI involved. I, there must be because the thing that would embolden other people to do bad stuff around the world is watching the previous speech where they're got hairy legs. I'd be like, "All right, I guess we should invade." That guy's in charge. He ain't doing nothing. Do you think it was too coherent for it to be him? Oh, I well, we've seen this a lot. I mean, I, maybe it's I, just because it's very prepared, and the other ones are not as no, no, prepared. But it's, it's all. I think it's also the energy behind it. I really, I'm not being funny. I think that they do give him some Adderall or something. Who knows what they got in the government pharmacy? Oh, probably they've been giving that stuff to people in the military for a while. Yeah, to perk him up a little bit. He's also looked a little stiff. I, I, I don't know if there was some electrodes attached to his big toes. Or oh, what. if it wasn't for people writing in to complain without fail. Always a fun segment. Right? Yep. So if you have some hate, get it off your chest. Send it to us at (laughs) hate.com. All right, here we go. Uh, This is a listener's name is Isaac. And he's referring to something we mentioned yesterday about uh, Corey Mills, a senator who's used his own money to bring 77 Americans back from Israel that were stuck there. He responds, the $4 million to charter plane to bring U.S. citizens home from Israel came from the Florida Emergency Fund, in caps, not out of anyone's individual pocket. Isaac, mm-hmm. let's, let's sort this out, you and me together. That was DeSantis who spent $4 million, and it did come from an emergency fund, and I did say that. However, I also said in the same program yesterday that Corey Mills, Representative Corey Mills in Israel, helped 77 Americans with his own money get out of Israel. All right, let's move on to his next criticism here. Let's see. Um, As happens in so many cases when a tragedy, we demand immediate reporting about what happened. And often the actual cause is not known for some time. Gaza has not made a habit of bombing themselves. And over the last 10 days, Israel has been legitimately practically carpet bombing Gaza. Okay, first of all, Gaza is a place. It's not a terrorist group. Palestinians are people. Gaza's a strip of land. So Gaza itself doesn't bomb anybody. Right. Uh, Now, it wasn't Palestinians. It wasn't Hamas. It was a group called the Islamic Jihad. They're a small terrorist group. They make missiles out of plumbing parts. Not being funny. It's true. They shot it. It It went south, literally. It didn't go as expected. It blew up in a parking lot next to the hospital. Hmm. Now, Isaac, one thing I will give you, on Tuesday when the reports came out, just about every major network, including Fox, CNN, ABC, CBS, came out and said that this was an attack. 500 people died. Israel launched the missile. The scale of the devastation here is hard to fathom, as those with missing loved ones try to make sense of it all. This woman says, Dad, Mom, please answer me. The aftermath of the massive explosions at the Al-Ahli Hospital is still a smoking wreck. What should have been a safe haven has turned into a living nightmare. 
Oh, listen to the drama in his voice. Okay, that was actually Wednesday, believe it or not, CBS Evening News. They already knew that the whole story was a fabrication. The missile that went awry didn't hit the hospital. This guy right here stated Wednesday night, 48 hours after the uh, blast happened, that the missile hit the hospital. CBS News flat out, right in your face, lied to you. So, Isaac, you're right. On Tuesday, when this first broke at 3 in the morning, we did repeat what the major network said. Because it's the only info you had. Mm -hmm. And then we corrected it hours later because then we found out that it was all a fabrication. So, yes and no, you're right and you're wrong, okay? Let's move on. I'm not listening. The finger was pointed at Israel. Until more evidence was gathered over a couple of days, it was not determined that there was a 99% probability that it was an Islamic Jihad missile that went bad and landed in the parking lot of the hospital instead of Israel. Why don't you consider waiting to report news until you have reliable information? Isaac, once again, every major network, including CBS through ABC, CNN, Fox News, uh, AP, Reuters, every single one of them reported Tuesday right after it happened, which was kind of weird, I thought. Uh, I think I even said something on the air like, this is really quick, you know, that I don't think Israel did this. But you decided that we're the ones who are at fault here. And while I admit it when we're at fault, this is not one of those moments. So please see the bailiff. Make sure that you do not appear here again. <laughs> bailiff, wacky pee-pee. <laughs> my favorite. That's fun. All right, Melbourne, a woman has been hit and killed by Brightline. Whoa. 2.45 p.m. Aurora Road, Melbourne. It was a suicide. That's sad. Yeah. We're used to freight trains. This new opening of the Brightline, which is great in all its but I think it was pushed too fast. Sherry Connors lives near the intersection and says she's observed the increase in the number of trains passing through since the opening of Brightline's Orlando station. The last I heard, they said it was gonna be 16 trips down there, back. They run every half hour. That is way more than 16. She sounds like she's high. Now, you know that Brightline's (laughs) been operating for a couple of years already in Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beaches. Yeah. So now we have it here in Orlando, and, you know, hey, it's a good option. If you don't want to drive, get on there. It's all cushy. Get your drinks and all that stuff, and it's good scenery, and you're going really fast. However, uh, it has been dubbed the deadliest train per mile in America at this point by the Associated Press. Brightline has killed dozens of people across Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Counties in the last few years since 2017, its debut. New York Times logged more than 30 pedestrian and motorist deaths caused by collisions with the company's train in the last 20 months alone. Youch. Sunrail, similarly, at some point, it was up to 49 deaths, and they took the website down and did the death count. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's where we are at Brightline. Let me give you a little Sunrail news. Those of you... Compadres that no, live they still up. have it up. Sorry to interrupt you. They still oh, have it up? Mm-hmm. What's the number? 38. Oh, no, they stopped it. No, they stopped it, it yeah. because it was 49 last count. Oh, it says mm-hmm. days since last Sunrail accident. Oh, the, they're measuring the days since the last since. one now. Because they were the, counting how many people. No, it says uh, the last one was September 12th, 2023. But it doesn't have the death count any longer because they took it that. It just says days since the yeah, last they incident. Took that. There was two numbers. There was how many deaths oh. and how many days since the last accident. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Um, Sunrail. You know how I feel about Sunrail. I've said it for 10 years because I knew this was going to happen. I said it. Saw it coming. How many times? You were here. 
How yeah. many times did I say that you're being? This is where, where's a? Uh, it's all a big boondoggle. No, no, no. It, like, he says it best. It's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. This was yeah. this was virtue signaling that's going to cost us for the rest of our life and your children and your children's children. It is a boondoggle. It always has been. This was so uh, certain people in our, you know, political realm realm here in <laughs> Orlando can pat themselves on the back. Look how green we are. Oh my God, this is going to cost you so much money. Let me just play a little guy here. His name's Adam Andujusik from theopenbooks.com, which is a research site that goes into economics of what politicians do with corporations to screw you, basically. Hmm. So, uh, the capital cost of the extension of Sunrail that was proposed, then poo-pooed, and then reproposed, and now they think they're doing it, from DeBarry to the land will cost $11 million. Jeez. All right? Then they're thinking of building it to the airport, which I think is another 22. Don't That that part I'm not sure of. It's about That's tw- at least a useful place. Yeah, it's about $22 uh, million more dollars. But let me tell you the truth about Sunrail, because now, in 2021, Sunrail was supposed to be turned over. I love the way they put this term in here. Listen to this. Okay, right now it's run by um, FDOT. Yeah, we had a federal grant that was supposed to pay for X number of years, yeah. like a half of it, or they'd match whatever we put down but in, for like so many years. And then after that's up, which I think is about this. It, it was up in 2021. It was oh, okay. seven years, and in 2021, they were going to turn the train over to, ready for this? This is us now. Uh-oh. This is what we're called. To the local partners. We're local oh. partners. We're, no, we're, I, I, nobody, I'm not nobody a asked me. No. I don't want to be a partner. They're talking about the counties, but but really, when it comes right down to it, it's us. We pay. That's yeah. why my taxes are going through the roof. People left New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts to come down here so taxes would be more reasonable. My mom got to a point in New Jersey where she was paying more in taxes in one month than she paid all year in mortgage. Dude. It's getting that way here now. Taxes are out of control, especially Volusia County where it's not dense. Uh So there's not a lot of a tax base. So they have to charge the people that are there a lot more. And that's where the train's coming. And we're going to have to hoist ourselves up to the dinner table and find some way to get money. Right. Because the taxes are going up. Because they're going to make us pay for this. Because we are the local partners. And this guy went into their books. And here's what he had to find said. Well, this is a million-dollar boondoggle project down in Orlando. Tickets to ride this system cost between 2 and $5. It's really cheap to ride it. But nobody wants to ride it, Angela. The mayor says in order for this system just to break even, the ticket price would have to go up to 25 or 30 bucks a ride. Then for sure, no one would ride it. And so every 10 years, this thing's costing taxpayers a half billion dollars a year. That was two Whoa. years ago. That's Adam from two years ago. Now the ticket price would have to be $75 for it to break even or make a little profit. And it only gets worse from there. So congratulations. These are the people we elected in office here. And oh, come on. Yeah, it's it's just. <laughs> Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. And by the way, uh, it was a good question that either, I don't know if you asked or Smoke asked me, and I couldn't answer because I had to do some research and I couldn't get enough done in, in time we're on the show, is... Um, who benefits from all this? Because the train system is losing money like hand over fist. It's losing a lot. You heard the guy. Right. 
So who's benefiting from this? How do the people involved, like the politicians, for example, how do they make the money? Right. Well, that was my question because you said they're in so much debt. I'm like, well, what are yeah. they going to do? How are they making money? What are they? Why are they not changing anything? And you said because they're getting so much tax money from. No, us. no, that was the private. There's a bright line is private. And again, I have to research this, so I'm not going to okay. start commenting on something I have no, no no idea about. But if a company, a huge company, a conglomerate that owns all kinds of businesses and they make bazillions of dollars. Uh, needs a tax write-off, they'll invest in a losing business to show a loss. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm not saying they're doing that. I'm just saying okay. I'm saying that as an example, I could see mm-hmm. where that would happen and you would take on something. And, and you do something that you may, I don't know, maybe have some affinity for. I don't know. Because right. well, you wonder, like, how could anybody think this is uh, financially that's, feasible, a good idea? But that's Brightline. That's a privately owned company. Sunrail is not that. Pro- Sunrail is, is uh, government. It's funded by the feds for, for up to now, and now it's going to be funded by you and me. So I would. Can we just not pay for it? Let it sit there? I just don't know. Yeah, it's like you said all the time. I'm, I'm getting more with him on that every day. I know I, you it's are. the only thing you can do now. Don't pay your taxes. It's all over. Once you don't voting pay, for the right people doesn't help. You just got to take your money out. Uh, disclaimer: Don't listen to Rick and Smokestack. They People are going to go to jail for not paying their taxes. They go, Rick Stacy told me not that's, to pay my taxes. It, we, well, it, it, they can't arrest all of us. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, but they can arrest you. Well, that's Who's why start, I need everybody first. else to do it with me. Okay, you go first, and we'll let's, we'll see how it goes. Rick, you're my boss. What paperwork do I need to fill out? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the pervert. The, Osce- the Osceola County Sheriff's Office is asking help in finding a 52-year-old, Krishinath Prasad. He's facing charges of sexual battery on a child, molestation, lewd and lascivious conduct, after being accused of molesting a nine-year-old yep. girl multiple times. Yeah, Where is this play, girl's play father? The, play the thing. Oh, God. His attorney and himself decide to kind of, hey, let's offer this young lady some money, tell her to, it was an undisclosed amount of money, tell her to lie, tell her that everything was fabricated, um, and, and so we can get this case dismissed. Um, the young lady was, uh, you know, was brave, and she said, "You know what? There's no amount of money in the world to, to make me stop this. You know, this is the truth, and you know, you need to pay for your crimes." Prasad's attorney, Hal Urig, who also helped defend George Zimmerman, <gasps> was arrested for harassing a witness and oh soliciting God. to commit perjury. He says Prasad was also arrested but bonded out. Krishnath Prasad has been on the run ever since. He has warrants, and we needed the public's help to help arrest this guy. You know, sometimes um, we can't do this alone. No, uh, here's the number. Crime line, 800-423-8477. Uh, 800-423-8477. $5,000 reward. I, I would do it for free. If you have any information about this creep, please contact our producers. Yeah. Can you believe that? No. I call the cops. Don't call me. God. But yeah. The George Zimmerman attorney. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Hey, look here. I know maybe he touched you. Here's some money, huh? But she's let it go. Jeez. It's terrible. Can't make this stuff up. No, I know. Remember the Kraken lady? I'm going to release the Kraken. Oh. I do. Sydney Powell. This is what's funny because somebody shoved her in a locker. (laughs) She even had me at the beginning because she has an, an incredible record before whatever happened to her happened. I don't know what happened. But Sidney Powell, of course, in 2020, came out in Trump's defense saying there was evidence and she was going to release the Kraken. Going to release the Kraken. Of, uh, you know, voter fraud. Of course, she didn't have anything. And that's when everybody started No Kraken? No, there was no Kraken. Rudy Giuliani and her and Trump all got up on stage. Remember when Rudy Giuliani was leaking alcohol out of the right side of his head? (laughs) That was so weird. (laughs) Dude, what a clown show. Leaking alcohol. (laughs) 
Lawyer Sidney Powell pleaded guilty. Okay, this is really, this is, she pleaded guilty to reduce charges. There was five charges, felonies, uh, because of her efforts to overturn Donald Trump's loss in 2020. She made a deal. She pleaded guilty to five misdemeanor charges, not felonies, and a $6,000 fine and six years of probation if she would testify against Donald Trump. Mm, plea deal. Let me guess, she took it. Oh, no, no, she took it. And they recorded her statement on video just in case somewhere in the next uh, few months she changes her mind. They have the video which they can use in court. Now, this is a problem for Trump under the RICO statute. This is a state case. Remember that. This is in Georgia. Yeah. The RICO statute is called the Racketeering Racketeer Influence and Corruption Organization Act of 1970. It was used to go after the mob, but not just go after the hitman or go after, you know, any mob members. It was to go after the boss mm-hmm. of the mob. Because in the RICO Act what they can do is they can even if everybody doesn't really know each other, but they were collaborating on the same effort, they can not only arrest all of them and charge them under the RICO Act, but they can get the boss because that's what they wanted. They yeah, wanted to get that, the mob boss. Because okay. they would always like, you know, throw the underling in there. He'll do two years, get out. They just take care of him while he's in prison. He keeps his mouth shut good. Boss goes untouched. And the RICO Act established much more harsher sentences in and of itself because that's what it states in the RICO Act. Now, all they have to do now is tie Trump to a criminal criminal enterprise, including Sidney Powell, the Kraken lady. I'm going to release the Kraken. And all the other 17 defendants and make it like it's a criminal conspiracy and enterprise that was directed by Donald Trump. Okay. You get that? So if they can prove, of course, she already pleaded guilty, but if they can prove that they all participated in the singular crime of attempting to steal an election, that can bring Trump in just by, he could be imputed just for that under the RICO Act, just like they went after the mob. Dude. So this is a little bit of a problem for Trump, more so right now at this moment than the document case, which is also another problematic case. The other cases are all garbage. But we'll see, because again, this is just Sidney Powell so far, and she's a cuckoo. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to the woman. I kept, you know, back when this all went down in 2020, I looked at her background, it was impeccable. She had a few questionable cases, but for the most part... You loved her. She was well-respected. She had some really incredible cases. And then she took one case. I'm trying to remember which one it was. It wasn't a good case. And I think she lost that one. Then this case Mm. wasn't even a case. This is when she started speaking for Trump. By the way, Mm. the Trump organization, as soon as they found out she was cuckoo, started distant... We're going to go now. You did the same thing. You stay here right away. Yeah. she, She turned out to be nuts. Much at the same time that Giuliani started leaking. You know, the nuts part for me is how hard they're working to put Donald Trump in jail, and yet we don't know who oh. Ghislaine Maxwell was, like, trafficking no, kids to. Nobody figured out who. She's just the only party in that criminal act that somehow takes two people, but she's the only one And we just let somehow. it go, and nobody's, like, saying yeah, isn't nothing. That, even now, all this time later. If Trump was If Trump wasn't running for president, there wouldn't be any of these cases. There would be no indictments. He would go off in the distance, fishing or whatever he does. You're right. Combing his hair, spray painting his face. You know, I mean, that would be it. But, of course, mm-hmm. they're going, we are in a third world country now. We, there's no doubt. I just don't know how you could prioritize something like that over 
something like that because I mean, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a it's a person it's, we're going after a competing candidate we're just going that's what this administration's doing you want to look good capture the Epstein people they've they've they don't it's not about that they don't want him to run because if he runs this time it's over for them these other people oh of course their thiefdom is gone anyway and finally Americans keep getting fatter well, you know, I mean, I can't help it. They got them two-for-one deals down at the Wendy's. The CDC is says it's looking grim. West Virginia is the number one state with the most fat people now, 41%. 41%? Obese. Louisiana, 40.1%. Oklahoma, 40%. These are the states with the fattest population in the nation laying claim to the highest proportion of adults with a body mass index, and this is scary, a 40%. Oh, or, that's or high. greater. Yeah, thirty-three percent is your chubby, and and uh, you know I'm in that category. I need to lose some weight. That's and Leon's getting larger. But the latest data from the CDC says it's looking really, really grim. This is critical stuff here. Uh, Twenty-two states had an adult obesity rate of over thirty-five percent, and that was up from just two years ago. And it was nineteen states two years ago. Now, that all sounds grim and horrible, and yeah, you probably should take better care of yourself, and perhaps, I mean, may not, you know, going to fast food may not be a good idea every day. But, I mean, everything I in moderation, yeah. I feel, you know, if you get a craving every so often, it's yeah. okay. doesn't mean you can never have it again. You Just eat too many carrots, you turn orange. It's- well. But if you give up and you're like, well, this is this is me, this is what I'm going to be, don't, don't get all depressed, you know. Especially if you're looking for a job. Oh, this time of year? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a job for you out there. Are you fat? Are you jolly? Then you could be Santa Claus. That's right. There's a mall Santa shortage, and we're looking for a few good fat men to celebrate the holiday season. Can you tolerate screaming kids sitting on your lap and pulling your beard off? Then you could be Santa. Are you okay with suffering partial blindness from all of the camera flashes from annoying parents? You could be Santa. <laughs> Are you okay with passing out from heat exhaustion from wearing a heavy red suit, beard, wig, and hat? You could be Santa. Don't mind making five seventy-five an hour? You could be Santa. So if you're interested in being miserable for 12 hours a day from now until December 25th, come be a mall Santa Claus, please. See you soon. The Sunny Update. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So there's a new trend going on for the holidays this year. Oh. Um, when it comes to presents, people are buying less things and they're buying more experiences. Remember the CEO of Best Buy was blaming Taylor Swift for the, the dip in sales? Because he said people want to spend their money on experiences rather than actual things. No, I want stuff. You I want like stuff too. I want to open boxes, finally well-made boxes with that smell of new equipment with something that yeah. plugs in. And then you get to experience that when you play with the equipment. Well, you know, you could be creative, which is what I tend to do. Not tooting my own horn, but I'll if the, I do buy you an experience, say it's a trip somewhere, I'll leave you little clues. I'll wrap up little clues, and then uh, you have to guess where we're going. That's too much work. And then the clues are, well, you're not doing it. You're receiving the gift. You're going to bitch about receiving the gift. Oh. I'm the one doing all the work. Yeah, but I got to follow your clues and everything to oh find God, something. Oh, God, you're giving me something that's really big. So wait a minute. What experience, you, what experience would you give us? Like, Smoke and I go to Gatorland together, or what? <laughs> yeah, what do we do? <laughs> what, what, what do we do now? I don't know what I'd give you two, but um, I gave my husband a trip last year. By himself? Um, no, I went with him, so it's kind of one for me, too. Um, uh, and then... Where did you guys go? We went to Margaritaville and Jacksonville Beach. Oh, okay. And then um, I can't talk about one that I'm d- 
giving this year because the people oh. that they're going to listen. So I can't. Oh, or you're getting an experience. You're getting a cool experience. <clears throat> it's not like go to a. You're not going to like a. Here's a festival. Have fun. Would you give somebody an axe throwing experience? Yeah, that'd be fun. That's fun. That's super fun. I've always wanted to do yeah. one of those. You I can mean, have that for free. I mean, booze Come and out to my house. axe throwing. What can go wrong? I've never been to one. Of those. Have you been to one of those? No, I, no. There's one by my house. I want to go. I went to Same. one. I was it fun? It's, it, it's a little bit harder than you think. No, at it's first, hard. But um, once you get the hang of it, yeah, it's a hoot. It's good fun. But yeah, I don't know that they should have booze there. I watched a video of Jason Momoa. You know, he's Aquaman, just like chugging beers and then throwing axes, and he makes it look so easy because he got like a bullseye every time. Really? Yeah. Do you have to throw it with both hands, or can you throw it with one? Depends on um, throwing it with both is easier, but okay. you can throw it with one. I just can't believe. I mean, I know you probably have to sign a waiver, but I can't oh, imagine yeah. it being. Yeah, it's a long one. In the event you chop your friend's finger off. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? It's an appendage waiver, yeah. Oh, yeah. And do you no, have to stay behind yeah. like a certain line, obviously, before? Yeah. yeah. But I was amazed at them. Like, you just going to give me a hatchet? You don't know me. <laughs> well, it's like a gun range. There's one yeah. in Daytona. Um, I, mean, I went they to- at least write down your ID and stuff, you know? No, I know. I went to the one in Daytona. There's, um, uh, what's the name of it? Oh, I can't remember. It's a big one. Beautiful. Great gun shop. Mm-hmm. But there's a gun range, and then right next door is the bar. <laughs> well, next door? Yeah, in it, in the same building. Yeah. Oh, geez. I go to the gun range with my husband, and I've been trying to get one of my friends to come because her significant other shoots all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'll say to her, You need to learn how to use a gun just for your own safety. She said, I'm so uncomfortable. I said, You'll be more comfortable when if you know how to use it, right? right? It'll actually calm your fear. You'll feel better. She said, I just get nervous going into a gun range. I'm scared what crazy person's going to go in there and like open fire and kill somebody. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that could be anywhere you walk into. Yeah. At least you know? everybody here already has guns. Right. And so I'm trying to convince her to be more comfortable to come with us to get educated. Take it to on- an outdoor range. It's not as scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indoor range, indoor loud. ranges are a little tough sometimes because somebody bringing you know AR-15 in there, boom, boom. I, I just can't it's take so, it. It makes while. you jump. Yeah, yeah it's, it's loud and it's echoey. It is reverberating. You now know, you're you used can to loud noises outside, not inside. Pay extra to go into the temperature-controlled ones. That's why I don't usually go to the shooting range in the summer because the the main oh, yeah, part yeah. is not it's not temperature controlled, mm-hmm. so it's really hot. Perfect time of year. Right and now. you want hors d'oeuvres and white tablecloths <laughs> where, right where you put your guns. It's not a bad idea, but who's cleaning this off for me? <laughs> Uh, if you're into baseball, tonight you have another Astros-Rangers game. The series is tied 2-2. Uh, at 8 o'clock is going to be the Philly-Arizona game. That series is tied 2-1. That's game four. And then you have the uh, Philly-Arizona game tomorrow and then another Astros game on Sunday. Man, how long are they? they got real short now, don't they? Baseball, the actual game is a little shorter than... What it used to be because of the, the is it the pitch, what's it called the pitch clock I don't know the I haven't watched a whole game with all like all the new rules where it's pared down and baseball is so long it's so long the <laughs> yeah, but games now you go are and long take a pee and you come back to like all right bottom of the seventh you're like wait wait hang the on seasons long the games are long I love sports don't get me wrong and I'll go I'll go to a Rays game or whatever with my husband but I feel like it's an it's all day. It's so long. It's just so long. Yeah, I can't sit there anymore, especially when it's nice out. I don't know how anybody does it. Sits in the house all day and watches sports when it's like beautiful out, like well, right now. Well, football I love because when it gets, especially if it's like cool and crisp out because I open all the doors and it's nice. And well, you're sitting you got, there, it's, yeah. Yeah, but you know, that's still a long day too. Football, because there's multiple games. I that's feel like the I'm game saying. is shorter, but baseball, I feel like it's, but it's such a lot. I think oh, if you compare yeah. action scene, you know, action time to action time, baseball's got more action. Action happening. 
I'd rather Football, go to you got to stand there and you got to measure. You got to worry. Hey, get the guy with the chain over here. Measure the thing. I, don't, I haven't seen that in years. So I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, me neither. Well, I mean, yeah, they use lasers now, but still, it's a lot of yeah, the watching thing, and milling about. And I'd rather. Yeah, I understand what you say. But you go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Go to YouTube. Highlight. Don't watch the game. Get your hors d'oeuvres ready. Get everybody over. <laughs> turn on YouTube after the game's over and watch the edited game. It's That's what I love. It's 30 done, minutes done. 30 Boom. minutes, it's over. And you get all the highlights. action, man. It's like bam, 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 bam. <laughs> one after another. You're like so excited. And then it gets to the end of the game. If you don't know one, you it's like the game just yeah. Yeah. It's all killer, no filler. Now, that's what I call sports. I and love football. I love college seven. football, NFL football, baseball. And my husband is a huge baseball fan. I can't get into it. Live, like if we go to a game... I'm good for like an hour or two, and then I'm like, is it over yet? Yeah, baseball on TV is a background sound. Yeah. Just for the... <laughs> yeah, and then it's all the side talk from the announcers. Right. You know, he just and bought a new motorcycle. that's my <laughs> issue. I feel like baseball announcers are kind of boring, like they golf are boring. announcers. No, they're, they, they're fun because they have the most, you know, it, it, I don't know, compared to golf. Post game show is brought to you by... The Oregon... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. <laughs> but uh, no, no. But baseball, baseball is like chess. If you approach it from that perspective, it's chess. It's 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 strategy. It's you know. Can I tell you a story? Football is brutality. My husband tried to teach me chess the other day. Oh, that's that's. Pray for my husband. Harold plays chess. Yeah. Psh, what are we doing? So we have this glass chess set. It's beautiful. <gasps> so he's like, sit down. We're gonna play chess. Now Ugh. I am. Add like me. Constantly multitasking. So to mm. sit and focus. I, ha- I want to be able to do something else as well. So, you know. It's- Scroll, cook. <clears throat> no, I put my phone away and I'm sitting there because I don't know how to play. He was trying to teach me. So we were there for like a good hour and I'm like, okay, I think I'm getting the hang of it. Now, what about, the-? and he's like, it was like a practice game. He's like, well, you know, you could move this here and then that would be, I wouldn't move that. You know, so he's trying to teach me. Yeah. My husband is the most patient human on the planet. Did, did he teach you how to rub your chin like this when no, you're playing? No, so here's where I get bored. My move, I'm looking and I'm like, okay, and I make a move. If you're going to take 10 minutes to decide your mood, I have 10 minutes that I can go fill by doing something else while you're deciding. <laughs> I can't sit there and watch you look at the board for 10 minutes. I'm too bored. Can I have the TV on? Can, and he's like, we got to look at what move I made. I'm like, well, when you were about to make the move. Call me. Th- right. Call I don't want to sit there for 10 minutes and watch you yeah, ponder over what move you're going to you, make. You have to watch the pondering because depending on what he reaches for, or looks for, or, or grabs. I can't do that. I can't do any of that. It almost becomes like poker because I'm, there's only so many moves you can make before like it's eventually going to go to one person. I might as well go to the library and watch somebody read. It's like it's the same <laughs> thing. I can't do it. I, I'm with you on that. I can't do anything. Yeah, I, but it's a great insight. I have to be cutting, people. shooting, writing. Something has to be going on. Right. Some kind yeah. of danger or I'm not happy. I need music or something in the background. That way part of my mind is engaged with something else while I'm doing the thing. Cause... Well, like the TV was on. And then he's like, you're not even paying attention. You're watching the TV. I'm like, well, you're not doing anything. You're looking at the board. When you make a move, I'll, I'll stop. Uh, do you guys have a problem with that? People think you can't do two things at once? I don't know. They need to add it. See, there's a whole new generation, and we're part of it. There should be some kind of like explosion when you make the wrong move. Some, something, <laughs> like battleship. Something where it shoots the pawn all the way through the roof, you know? And you go, oh, crap, that wasn't a good move. Boom. Oh, another bad move. Yeah, we need like a sound-activated chessboard. You put your piece there, it's like, loser. You know, <laughs> yeah, something, something exciting, yeah. He eventually gave up because we put the, we had to go do something else. So I'm like, leave the chessboard, and we'll come back to it at another time. And it sat there for probably a month, and then I think he got bored and just started playing chess with himself. Because then I went to clean it up because I was wiping stuff down and I moved the whole chest. And he goes, do you just clean up the chessboard? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I was playing a game with myself. Every day I'd make a different move. And I was like, well, you didn't tell me that. So I ruined it all. (laughs) 
He gave up on me. But I need the pieces to be lined up. <laughs> they kind of do sometimes. Like if I walk by and they're askew, it just I start to twitch. Wow. <laughs> if you could make your moves according to my disorder, that would be great. Wow. Did you turn all the mugs out so the little graphic is facing the cupboard? It's, with you? it's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, before they had the machines, Jill used to work at the bowling pin and just set the pins up at, at the bowling alley. I am, what's that movie with Julia Roberts? Sleeping with the Enemy. Oh, oh, you're the husband. The ca- I like the cabinets. I like everything facing. She escapes the husband and then comes home and opens the cupboards and finds that everything's in order. And then they start playing the scary music. Now, here's the thing. Because some people I know right now are probably going, wow, what a horrible person to live with. You're so anal. It's I nice when you open that fridge, Joe. I don't expect anybody in the house to be like that other than me. So I'm not going to get on to you if you do it wrong or something's out of place. I don't expect you to be like that. You be you. I'll go and fix it. It brings me joy. It's fine. Wow, you would lose your mind if you saw our cat. <laughs> my friend. If there's no more room, I just put the cup inside another cup. No, all you got to do with Jill is stand up and look at his side of the, the desk over there. Yeah. You can't even move his mouse. No, you can't. This I could never live like that. paper and headphones and eight different pairs of glasses and well, coffee. Sign of a genius. Saltine cracker containers and wrappers and... Here's where, fragments. here's where Rick jumps in and starts to bitch about how much room I have on my side and how little room he has well, on his side. Well, it's true, side. though. Look at you. you got a, uh, it's a gymnasium. <laughs> so I, got, I got this little surfboard here to put everything on. Yeah, but you also like to be surrounded by equipment. That's fun. Do y'all want to talk about Ozzy Osbourne peeing his pants? Sure. Because you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Um, yeah, I guess he admitted that he pees his pants in the middle of performing on stage because he's soaking wet from sweat anyway, oh, so he just pees God. himself. Didn't Fergie do that too one time? Oh, what? yeah, but you could just see it happening. She, she just peed her, Like, here's what I think. If you're on stage and you're performing and it's a big concert, like I know you have all these set changes and like if you get into the really big concerts and performers that have costume changes and the lighting, if I have to go pee, I'm going pee. I'd be like, play the music, go do the well, lights, I'll see, be five seconds. Yeah, but you hate what, the reason there was drum solos and guitar solos so the other members could go to the bathroom. That's fine, I and get it. And you don't like them though. But if, if I know they're going pee, I can appreciate it. No, oh, so he's like, got to say it. it. That- I'm going to go pee. Here's Ronda <laughs> Rudolph on the drums. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Wow. Jeez. Hey, man, Ernie pees pants, too. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Whoa. <laughs> I've got inflatable ghosts, gravestones, and jack-o'-lanterns, but my Halloween display is still missing something. Now, you can have the creepiest house on the block with Rent-A-Dead. Rent-A-Dead? No, that's I've not got him. inflatable ghosts. What's right, going we, on? We screwed that up. Did he write the wrong number on there? Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. Which one? I'm getting along in here, so I need a little extra protection against leaks. Well, you're in luck with new Ozzy Osbourne Crazy Pants, the only adult <laughs> diapers that'll keep you protected no matter what. But don't take our word for it. Take it from Ozzy himself. I'm just also take one sample. Huh? Pardon me? Are the adult diapers good or not? Will you just please answer me, old man? Yeah, fine, I'll buy them. Just please stop mumbling. My name's Estelle. New Ozzy Osbourne Crazy Pants, strong enough for an aging rock star to wear on stage, but made just for you. In stores now. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Ready for some stupid news? You must think I'm stupid. Now, here's Rick Jill and Smokestack. All right, here we go. So, this company's being fined $30,276. That's an odd amount. The company's name is Winnet 
America Incorporated. For months, they've been using child labor. We're not hurting anybody. The children are willing to do it because it's fun. They use them as forklift operators. Now, the kids in question are of the height to operate the forklift. They have, you know, 5'1", five, 5'4". Five, they're short adults, but they're capable of doing it. Probably better than most adults. But the law says you have to be 18 or over because operating a forklift could be considered hazardous for right. people under 18. So now the company, NBC News reports, is paying that fine. And of course, they're on probation. The other child worker, a 13-year-old, picked up orders in the warehouse, successfully transported him as part of his occupation to another warehouse, flawlessly. Well, you know, they need to practice. You're going to be doing it the rest of your life anyway, kids. I love the forklifts. I go to some place. You think that they're fun? Now, what's really... Yeah, I think I'd, I'd never operated one i'd like to but um what what sucks is that um you know when you go to costco and sam's club they're very very litigious i mean they have a team of lawyers out the ass they don't you know when they close the aisles if there's a forklift in the aisle they just close it yeah that's how um did you say home depot home yeah. depot as well yeah they all they have do that, too yeah. many lawyers so yeah, i go they to, don't let you play on them anymore no for years i went to restaurant depot which is for people who own restaurants you have to own a restaurant food business to go in there and okay. you shop for food for your restaurant. How do they check that? They don't have any of the, they had none of those rules for years until yesterday. So I went in there, uh, usually you'd be in the aisle and here comes, beep, 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 forklift goes right by, just, just like a warehouse. Away. Right, right, right. And nothing ever happens and you watch your, you know, you're just trying to, you know, they, they're respectful of you and you watch them, you know, like, like grown-ups. Yeah. But now we have, apparently the lawyers seeped their fangs in the restaurant depot. Now they close the aisles there as well. Oh. So which is a nightmare for people like me who have to go shop there for the diner. So you have to go and you have to wait and you got to do the oh, thing. Oh, you got to wait and then they got and they got and that kind of warehouse is not like Costco or Sam's is where they're constantly loading shelves. It's yeah. constant. So I don't know what happened there, but I'm going to look it up. I bet you some lawyer got to them or something. Oh, yeah, back in the day they let you just drive it around the little aisle for a second and then Yeah. Um this comedian, he's from Canada, Bob Mayer. There's an internet troll, he just had it he had it up to here with him. So he traveled 150 miles across the UK to confront him where he worked. Ten years ago, I was on stage in Birmingham. Some guy shouted out chicken wire. I got off stage and I assumed that was the end of it. But no, every time I post on my Facebook fan page for the last ten years, he comments and he writes chicken wire. <laughs> but he made a mistake. He used his real name. I found him on LinkedIn. I know where he works now. So today, I'm driving 150 miles to EE in Dudley to pay him a little visit. He's an assistant manager. Working there for ten years, you should be more than an assistant manager, you Loser. Okay. <laughs> so he <laughs> he finds the dude in his workplace, runs in. Chicken wire! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! I win! You lose! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! This is years in the making! He's been trolling me for 10 years! And now I win! 10 years! He has been trolling me! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! I don't get the chicken wire. Is that an insult? Because that's what the guy was shouting at him. What does that mean? I, he doesn't know. He's like, why would you do this? What, he was shouting chicken wire during the show, and then he that's what he comments. Every time I post something, he comments chicken wire. Those darn Canadians. What does that oh, mean? I don't even. He doesn't I, know. I but guess he's because like, he know, did if, it to him, he's doing it back to him. Yeah. No, I get, I get that part. Yeah, British folks. All right, you know, if you're going to risk jail because you're stealing stuff, when you just go for something like, I don't know, gold. Chicken wire. <laughs> Chicken wire, gold, <laughs> jewelry, uh, bank, rob a bank, uh, you know, steal some something. Worth it. Not this guy. Guy in Michigan put together a whole business where he goes into Target, steals mixers, KitchenAid mixers, and sells them online. Loser. 
Brian Rossi, 31, Farmington Hills, was sentenced to 128 days in jail, two years probation, and a fine of $20,108, and he has to make restitution to Target. <laughs> He's been stealing mixers since late 2020 and continued through late 2022, gets into Target stores throughout the metro Detroit area, walks out with the product. How? It's a mixer. It's not like you shove that in your pocket yeah, or under I your coat. I don't get it. Because you know the woke way now is just you can't approach the guy who's stealing from your store. Yeah, you're going to let him do well, it. Well, then punch through the glass and grab the jewelry. What are you going for the kitchen stuff for? And now uh, Target's uh, you know, got the... You know, all tough guys now. Our force team works in concert with retailers. In the uh, incident of Target, they work to f- stop these kind of thefts where uh, retail theft is going to. Well, I told you, retail theft has become organized crime. Yeah. So these people people put orders in in the dark web. They put orders in. I want a mixer. I want a uh, coffee pot. I want this and that. They go out and steal it. Because and then they, they can. sell it, like Amazon. So and you then, see a guy in a ski mask running, he's looking through, he's like, large? No. What is it? Extra large? Okay. Do <laughs> he just grabs it? Yeah, and then they grab it, and it's under 900 bucks. They walk out the front door. They don't even have to run anymore. And they go mostly in the West Coast and places like Minnesota and stuff like that, where they have lax laws, and the DAs don't prosecute anybody. So and then they sell it and make a profit? And then they sell it on an eBay-type site. No, well, actually, these are pre-orders. Then they have the, the oh the best part is well, why the big, don't you just, if you're gonna pay for it anyway no but the biggest business oh they get a big discount the biggest business is uh, products made here that countries like China yeah China will order they'll be ordered already the organized criminal will go into Macy's mm. Target wherever steal the item and ship it back to Canada and of course they can charge full price yeah that's wow. the thing I, a buddy of mine went to China and he said that, you know because over there there's they make a ton of clothes. So you can go get like a silk suit, the nicest material, 200 bucks, fully tailored and fitted. But you walk over there with a pair of Levi's, real Levi mm-hmm. jeans. He's like, people were offering me like hundreds of dollars to buy them off of me. Wow. Just because, I mean, it's stuff you can't get there. Well, so na- it's like super high demand import. It is. The force team is now working, first in the nation to work with Target, Club, uh, Sam's Club, Walmart. Home Depot, TJ Maxx, Rite Aid, Lululemon, Alta, Lowe's. They're working with all these companies. Wow. The force team is to stop this kind of theft. They ain't going to stop. It's too big. Jeez. And nobody's going to prosecute anybody, so what's the point? Doesn't Federal Trade Commission handle some of that? What do you mean? They don't do anything. Or the that. import people? Customs? And Customs and Border oh, that's Patrol? Another, that's, that's like an underlying topic. What, you know? I just figured like they usually will follow some of those schemes. There's so much crap going under our feet, man, right now. It's just like crazy. I still haven't gotten on the dark know. web. I don't know that if you, uh, you oh, don't, want, you don't to. want to be there. Can I just see the homepage? No. It's not as exciting. Uh, it doesn't look as cool as you think, but oh, it's, it's very, horrible. very dangerous. Why yeah. would you ever dip your toe in that? Well, you can buy all kinds of stuff on there. Yeah. Organs, Electric babies. toothbrush, no. Uh, I mean. All right. This guy woke up with quite a bang when a meteor crashed through his roof. He lives in, where is this? Where does he live? Indonesia. No, I don't know where he lives. <laughs> it's a real meteor. It's not like one of those anyway, frozen he, urine blocks from an airplane. Joshua Hunalong got uh, fright of his life when the space rock crashed through his tiny home in Kolong, Indonesia. The dad of three was working outside when the meteor smashed through the house. Ha- it was a enormous thud and boom. It went 15 feet deep into the soil. It pummeled his house, but it doesn't matter. The rock is 4.5 billion years old. Whoa. Came out of the sky. It's a meteor, and it's worth $1.7 <gasps> million, which scientists and collectors will gladly pay. Whoa. Because it's cow. filled with what, platinum? 
I don't know, dude. It's just worth, it's just rare. So I guess that's why. Well, because some of those rocks, are, they have like platinum and gold alloys and stuff in there. Oh, boy. Well, he just says that uh, he's going to get $1.7 but he still hasn't given it up yet. They can even go oh, higher. Would you, I mean, would you sell it? Yeah, hell yeah. What am I going to do with it? We'll keep a small piece no, just to have? stupid rock. Between inflation and gas prices, it sure would be nice to earn some extra money. Have you considered waiting for a meteor to crash through your roof? Excuse me? Yes, meteors are extremely valuable. And if you're one of the fortunate few who has had a meteor crash through your roof, you can profit big time. Well, how do I do it? It's easy. You sit in your living room and wait for a meteor to crash through your roof. Well, how long? I don't know. But when it happens, man, oh man. Well, how do I know it'll even happen? No idea, but good luck. So what are you waiting for? Wait for a meteor to crash through your roof and earn money fast. It's the perfect side hustle. I don't really have time to... Ah! My roof! Uh, I gotta tell you, I didn't think it actually happened. Huh? Nothing. Waiting for a meteor to crash through your roof. Try it today. Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny Having fun with the world gone crazy. Top five, top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Hello! Live! From the studios in Maitland, Florida, it's time for the Top Five. Five good ones to number one as the countdown rolls on. Starring Rick Stacy. Hi, everyone. Jill Bucko. Hey, thanks for having me. And the Smokestack production team. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Top five uh, subject today is what? Uh, it is color. Songs with a color in the title. Uh, I forget why we did that. Oh, the yeah. The iPhone. Mm, that's right, because the iPhone was saying they could make you it's less, every phone. less addicted. Yeah, it was Android, too. Less addicted to the phone if you take your phone and uh, taggle it off of... Is it taggle or toggle? Toggle. It doesn't matter. Off of color and make your phone black and white. All right. So there are songs all about color. Here's Jill's number no. one... No, Smokestack. Yeah. Going with Smokestack first. Smokestack's number five song on the countdown. Oh, wow. Haven't heard this in forever. Good choice. Oh, wow. Lou Graham. When my following days are over, now I just gotta follow through. And I remember what my father said. He said, son, life is simple. It's either cherry red or midnight blue. Wow. Darker shade of blue. Choice, man. I haven't heard that in so long. Why doesn't that song get played anymore? That's a good song. You know? She asked the program director at this dump to see why don't play that song. <laughs> All right, here's uh, Jill's first song. This is uh, number five songs about colors. Oh, blue. 
Alternative club, right? Girls in dark clothing, white makeup, and purple lipstick. Everybody looks like Molly Ringwald on acid. Cigarettes everywhere. Everywhere. What's up? I know. What's up with you? I don't know. This is my friend Spider. He's doing an art gallery showing on the Lower East Side. Yeah, then we're going to the Enzion after we go shopping at Hot, what is it, Tropic? What is that? Hot Hot Topic. Hot Topic. He needs some studs for his neck. I need a choke collar. (laughs) Oh, God, those were the days, right? So fun. All right, let's go to my list. This is my number five song about colors. More mellow, but I dig it a bit. Nice. I stayed away from this because the last Coldplay song I played, Rick's like, "Who's this?" Yeah, but you picked like an obscure Coldplay. So what was it? Uh. Forget. Sky full of stars. This is the one where he's all wet on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, this is swinging in a hammock with a glass of wine in your hand, just kind of chilling. You know I love you so. All right, there you go. That's a good song. Nice. All right. You go to the phones now. What do you got? Uh, Courtney's on line one. Courtney, songs having to do with color. What do you got? I got Purple Rain. That's right. I never meant to cause you any problems. I want that motorcycle so bad. Right? <laughs> Only if I had the suit to go never with it. To call you any pain. Oh, yeah. Come on, Courtney, you can sing. <laughs> Everybody together. Purple rain. Purple rain. Purple rain. But I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, we'll be here all day because I love this song. <laughs> Just this part. Here we go. Okay, good, Courtney. Good choice. Nice. Thank very, you. very nice. Yeah, okay. Prince and the Revolution. That's right. All right. Now we rewind back to the beginning. We go to Smokestack's number four song, Colors. Here's how that that works. Go. Oh. Girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. 
man. You got any cigs? No, I'm Ooh, still in seventh grade. Single, single says. You know it's kind of hard just to get along today. Our subject isn't cool, but he fakes it anyway. He may not have a clue and he may not have style, but everything he lacks, well, he makes up in denial. So don't debate. Play us straight. You know yeah, you're man. Hey, we're down at the club. Break. You know, chaos. Come on down. God, the memories this morning. This is great stuff. I know. Damn. Okay. I, have to, I, I write these songs down because I listen to them on the way home. Yeah. The whole song. Because they're fun. Yeah. That's a great song. All right. Jill's number four song. Songs about color. <laughs> Guys dressed in black, remember that <laughs> just in case we have a face to face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't blink, be what was dead is now gone. Black suit with the black gray bands on. Walk in shadow, move in silence, guard against extraterrestrial violence. But yo, we ain't on no government list. We Joe was actually in Miami Club recording this on our phone. <laughs> also, strange watching back, but you never quite know where the MIBs is at. Uh, and. Did Patrice Russian ever sue him for this? Didn't she get paid? I don't know. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Let me just get that ready for the next round, all right? We go to my number four song, Songs About Color, because of the phones and the thing. What's it called? Blue jeans? Blue jeans. Never heard it? I've heard it, but I didn't get it right away. Goblin King. He was sexy back then. All right. Told me he was an alien in a person suit. I'd believe it. Yep. All right. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Peter's on line one. Peter, what do you got for us? Color songs. Painted black by the Rolling Stones. My husband and I had an argument about this song yesterday. Because it's, like, <coughs> it's in Full Metal Jacket, and I've never right. seen Full Metal Jacket. My husband's oh, yes. like, paint it black. I was like, that's not a song. He's like, yes, it is. It's in Full Metal Jacket. Isn't Charlie Sheen in this? In Full Metal Jacket? Oh, we're, oh no, he was in that. Oh, other. you're thinking of uh, Martin Sheen, and that's Apocalypse Now. No, I was thinking of Charlie Sheen. What, what, he was in there with, uh, with the guy from uh, Dodgeball. 
Rip Torn? Oh. Ben Stiller? Ben, ben Swan? Ben Stiller and Charlie Sheen. They were in some military movie. I think it was a comedy. I'm not sure. Oh, you're thinking of Tropic Thunder. Yes! That's, I don't think Charlie Sheen's in that. No. He's in Platoon. Platoon. Thank you. Yeah. Did you record this with the same device Joel used for Men in Black? The sound cards here aren't the best. It's my phonograph I tried two separate computers. You get what you get. A 1903 wooden record player with a big horn. (laughs) A Victrola. Well, the Rolling Stones, their band, like, they started that whole thing in, like, 1906, didn't they? (laughs) What was that? That's right. I forgot about that. Hey, thanks for your call, man. Good pick. Thank you, Peter. No problem, man. Thanks for letting us make fun of your song. People are like, I love when I call in and they just talk all over it. I mean, it's a classic. It's a great great movie song. It's All a right. lot of stuff. But. Now we go back to Smoke's List. So far he's been doing pretty good. Let's see if we know this one. This is number three. Uh, yeah. I almost did this. I was worried you would. I didn't though. I almost didn't include it. Song. Did she have another song or was this it for her? Uh, you can feel the heat. Oh, yeah. Elvis in the morning. All right, we go to Jill's. Uh, did you record this in the same place? Uh, probably. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Number three on her list, song about colors. Oh, Mr. Blue Sky, ah, nice. This isn't mine. Oh, that's mine. I'm sorry. That's right. No, keep it going. You can do you. It's okay. All right, we'll go back to you. I should have known it was mine. It sounded good. I know. I was like, in my head, I'm going, oh, I did good on this one. (laughs) I just want to point out, it took Rick a good 15 seconds to realize it was his song. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, good, nice. Wait, this is me. Ding, 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 ding. What a weird song. Is that a water box he's using, or is that a robot voice? It's a Sonobox. Oh, a Sonobox. Put that thing on your neck. There we go, Mr. Blue Sky and Stereo. Now we go to mono again. (laughs) Jill's number three song is this right here. Blue Moon. I knew it. 
<laughs> you knew I was going to do this uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Blue Moon? Yeah. Who does it? Everybody? Yes, this is one everybody does. This one's the one from Greece, but I mean, there's like 10 different artists that did it. Is this from the 60s? Yeah, it's, it's old. Oh, that's why it's mono? It sounds all right. It was recorded on the phonograph. You had Billy Holiday, Marcells, Dean Martin. Whose version is this? This is from Greece. Oh, it's I believe they had stereo when they made Grease. I believe you should shut your face and quit bitching. <laughs> At least you got a song, right? <laughs> yeah, come on, Rick. It's automatic. It's systematic. It's <laughs> blue moon. God. <laughs> Yo, Sandy. I need you to put your stuff in stereo. Come on. Jeez. Don't blame me. I don't run the computers here. I did it in that one. You Go complained. Call me or I did it in here. You complained. Danny, I don't know. No, how I didn't complain when you did it in here. When you do it in there, no, last I week did was, it in there two weeks ago. That's broken. And I didn't, I did it in here this week, just like I did last it's week. It's broken in here too. Then well, I don't know Production what to tell you. Production school dropout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we doing? Are we on the phone? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Elaine's on line three. Elaine, what do you have for us? Nights in white satin. Oh, we got that in stereo. Nights in white satin. I'm gonna beat you with a stick. <laughs> Okay. In stereo. Like red headed chips, Dad. Note to self get lacy cravat. <laughs> never meaning to say. I never understood this song. Moody Blues? Well, yeah, it's just. So the knights, did they wear the wet satin? I know. Or did they sleep no, on no, the no, white no, satin? It's not knights with a K. It's knights spent in white satin. Oh, oh like the it, sheets. Like yeah. you're in bed. Yeah. Oh, is this song about prostitutes? Or my pillow guy? What is it? <laughs> no, no, no. He's probably spun out in his room, oh. and he's got white sheets. High thread count. It's really good, though. It sounds like a song you'd like. Can you turn it up a little bit? a party at Smokestack's house and this is the stuff they play? Yeah, this is what I play at parties. It's all white people in their swing doing that weird hippie dance, you know. No, where they're they... not moving, they're just sitting there staring. Oh, oh that's this right. is not a party song. This is a afternoon hammock song. Under the tree, man. Some hand in hand. If I show up somebody's house and they're playing this, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, it's really nice. It's, you get the full version. There's eight minutes of it with the London Philharmonic and then he does a weird poem at the end. What yes. at the end? Oh, yeah. A poem. It's what everybody loves. Thoughts they cannot defend. Just what you want. Here's where we complained about the song, and then Rick goes, Thanks for calling, great pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you been smoking marijuana? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's nice. I feel bad for the clarinet guy in the back. He's just kind of standing there waiting for his part to come back on. <laughs> Good song, though. I love it. Well, thank you for your call. Thanks, Elaine. We appreciate you. I am, you're welcome. I'll never call again. No, Elaine loves us. She's a she's a um, regular. All right, moving on to my list. This is song number two in the top five songs no, about no, color. Stop. Why? Why? No, this is you. This is we, Smokestack. No, it's Smokestack. We'll help you. It's okay. It is Smokestack. Number two, songs about I color. Don't tell me you guys don't know this. This is Dido, right? Yeah. You beat over the head with this for like five years. Uh, I've never gotten beaten by it. 
I swear. You didn't work in adult contemporary? No. I used to love Dido. Yeah, but what, what was her song, Black Flag? What was that name of that, the well, hit this she is, had? This, this is, is called song. White Flag, but she also had the hit where she sang on the Eminem song, Stan. So oh. what's this? I think it's called Thank You. This is White Flag. Yeah, this is a song that, like, she kind of broke out with. Is this where her career ended? <laughs> Actually, kind of, yeah. It was really just Yeah, I could see that. And done. Yeah. Ah, no offense, but... Oh, sorry, it faded out. I don't know what happened. Oh, no, must, uh, must have been the same computer Jill was using to record her songs. Oh, my God. Suck it up. <laughs> All right. Now we go to Jill's number two song. Number two. In mono. Here we go. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. Now go, cat, go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoe. Luckily, it was originally in mono. Well, <laughs> what did it take it to engineering? I don't know what you want from me. I'm just trying to do the best of what I got. We'll do anything that you want to do. But honey, lay off them don't you step on my blue suede shoe. Who sings this? Well, you can do anything. brand new artist. Think his name. Eli Elvi Elvis. Something like that. I'm listening to my record player at home. It's called a photograph. It's a Victrola. Rick looks like he's, he's up to no good over there. What happened? The song ended? Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay. I think you skipped over one of mine, but that's fine. I'll allow I didn't, it. Did I? Yeah, it's okay. I don't care. No, that actually is your, uh, no, that was your number two song. Oh, okay. All right. What, what's going on here? Everything's silent all of doing? a sudden. I don't know. Nothing's God working. God punishing you for being a jerk face. <laughs> Duty head, not jerk face. <laughs> all right, this is my number two song on the songs about color, because you could turn your phone black and white now. Tell me all your thoughts on God, because I really like to Oh, yeah. Count blue cars every so often. Wow. Good choice. Who is this? Dishwalla? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. They had one song, didn't they? And now they're back to walling dishes. song. I, I love forgot that about song. that. Oof. All right. Now we go to listener, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Kim is on line one. Kim, what do you got for us? Songs about color. Uh, you know, to, to reintroduce the topic, songs about color, why? Because people were saying they were addicted to their phones and iPhones and Android have a thing where you can actually take all the color out of your phone and just have black and white. What do you got for us? I've got Mellow Yellow by Donovan. Just Come on, Jill, you love this song. Jill? What? She leaves? It's another song I picture playing at a smokestack party. Really? <laughs> it's my Donovan's greatest hits. 
I don't know what he's talking about. There. It's very partridge family-ish. Yeah. Oh, everybody had the same haircut. Back yeah. Then. It, was, it was the sign of the times. Boy, he got a set of ears on him though. <laughs> <laughs> Obama size? No, oh, yeah, easily. Undecipherable oh, yeah, word, he's not a looker. He's definitely, is he British? I think he is, yeah. His teeth make him look British. Yeah, he is. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kim. You're welcome. Bye. Love your phone. All right. Uh, Hang up on her. Oh, okay. Hang up on her. You want me to be rude? No, or? I mean, you left it open. Okay. Back to Smokey's number one. Smokey's number one song, Songs About Color. Here is number one. Have this one? No. Oh, I On to Jill's mono selection of her number one this song. This is the best one. You're gonna love this, this one the most. Great. It's a huge hit. Okay, here we go. <laughs> is this the Green Acres theme? Maybe. Green Acres is the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. Let's spread out so far and wide. Keep that hat, just give me that countryside. Hey, what was the pig's name? No. Arnold, Arnold. Oliver, do you want some instant coffee? It's instant. That's what I said, instinct. Darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. Who was the owner of the general store? Oh, God. Mr. Drucker. Mr. Drucker? Yeah, who was the scam artist? The guy who used to come around and try to sell what's-his-face stuff. Watch this since I was like 12. I know. Oh. Uh, I'm looking it up. Mr. Haney. Mr. Haney. Mr. Haney, you're right. Mr. Haney. All right. Let's go to my list. And this is my number one song Songs of Color. Here we go. Ticket to ride, white line highway. Tell all your friends they can go I knew you'd pick this. Sell your because I'm a cokehead. Is this phenomenon? What is this? Grand Melly Mel Master Flash. What's it called? White Lines. Rock. Do they sing that phenomenon song? Sounds like. Rock. Let's talk about drugs, Richard. So inappropriate. Get higher, baby. Get higher, baby. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, listener, land one more time. All right, Janelle's on line two. Janelle, what do you got for us? Songs of color. Good morning. I have "Lady in Red" by Chris DeBerg. Oh, on light one hundred five. <laughs> the songs everyone can agree on, from the sales manager down to the receptionist. 
I definitely agree on this, though. It's smooth. I Unob- like this one. This is a pretty yeah. song. Unobtrusive favorites. <laughs> oh. He almost looks like Paul Simon and Phil Collins had a baby. This was the slow song that came on at the school dance that you wanted a boy to ask you to dance. Oh. You stood there and you're like, somebody going to ask me? Oh, come on. You had 10 boys approach you all at once. That's not true. Any girls? No. Nobody? I had a Richard Marks haircut for like a small phase in seventh and eighth grade. That's all right. You were a kid. Rick was an adult. What do you Continuous, not upsetting favorites on Soft 105. This beauty by my side. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying myself. I'll let her have a moment, will you? Oh, jeez. She's going to start bawling here. All right. I got to go. Smoke's enjoying it, too. He's been banning all in the, the studio. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he didn't get asked to dance either. The closed caption. What? The closed captioning says, smooth, gentle synthesizer music continues. <laughs> Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. These people are insane. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.